Welcome to Passion for Collecting, the official podcast of CAS, where we talk everything collectibles from toys to sports memorabilia. And now here are your hosts, the Chris Whitlock and Anthony Spinicky. Hey there, toy fans. This is Chris Whitlock from CAS, and welcome to Passion for Collecting. This is episode one of our podcast, and I am super happy to be here. Um, this show is actually sponsored by Collector Archive Services. We grade, preserve, and display your favorite toys, collectibles, and sports memorabilia. CAS, for collectors, by collectors. I'm here with Anthony Spinicky, my co-host. Uh, hi, Anthony. Welcome to the show. Hey, Chris. Um, sometimes, Russ... Sometimes Russ Barr will be here. He's not going to be here today, so it's just going to be you and me. They get the best of the best, I suppose, huh? Well, well come on. One of the oh, best of the on. best, you know. <laughs> well, two of the three amigos, we'll there call it go. that, right? Um, and and I am super happy to be here. Um, this podcast was um, really, it's Anthony, it's, it was your idea, and you have done a lot. All the technical work that you see behind here um, is all Anthony, and all I do is show up and talk, so I just... <laughs> Oh, don't sell yourself. So don't sell here. yourself short, Chris. Come on, all the show prep. You do all the hard stuff. This is this is rote mechanical I, things. It's fine. I do all the texting. Yeah, it's not a problem. <laughs> I send all the emails. No, just, <laughs> I'm really, really good at that. It's a team effort. Um, well, it's a team effort, but I'm just I'm just gonna give credit where it's deserved and absolutely. Well, I'm just saying, wouldn't be here if it wasn't for you, and I'm happy to be here. So you are sweetie, um, Chris, and happy Valentine's Day, by uh, the way. Happy Valentine's Day. <laughs> um, so let's start off with um, a couple of, of introductions. All right, or not introductions, but notifications. So um, just so you know, this is a podcast. It's a formal podcast. So you're going to be able to find it on all your um, your big podcast sites. So Podbeam, uh, Spotify, iTunes, and Google. Um, this is going to be a monthly show. So if you like what you see here, make sure you say like, subscribe, and share, but every single one of them has their own sort of a little way of reminding you that it's going to be a monthly show. So whatever you need to do to uh, make sure that you get notified that when we put up a show, do that. Um, also, if you're seeing this or if you're listening to this and think, wow, I'd like to be able to see what they're talking about, not a problem. This show is going to be available in bite-sized pieces on YouTube, um, pretty much by segment. So if you kind of know where we are in the show, what segment we're talking about, you'll be able to find that on YouTube and then uh, you can watch it there. So, um, and then, you know, we have all the regular uh, social stuff, but we're going to get to that later in the show. So without further ado, welcome to Passion for Collecting. Yeah, finally, <laughs> um, right? <laughs> it, well, finally, yeah, this has been a bit of a, a work in progress. It, super happy to be here, but, um, but it, happy to just kind of let this thing get off and, and get going. So, why don't we start with a little bit um, for anybody who's brand new and doesn't know who CAS is or what we do. Do you want to maybe explain what CAS is? Yeah, absolutely. So Collector Archive Services is a collectibles grading company. So anything from uh, action figures, new and vintage uh, sports memorabilia, video games, basically any collectibles that you want to have graded, meaning a score for their condition and preserved in acrylic. So they're, you know, really nice and protected and, and displayable. Um, what you would do is you send it to CAS through our website or find us at a toy show where, where we will be at. You hand the stuff in, we will provide you with, with a grade and, um, and case up your collectibles for you. And not to mention any customs, custom displays. And we'll get into that later, but that's basically what CAS does. I love our customs. I, I love the entire concept, but like I, I'm always drawn to our customs. So, yeah, absolutely. Um, 
So why don't we take a minute um, to, because this is actually a long form type of a show. And uh, so what brings you to collecting? What do you, what, what's your role in collecting? And then how the heck did you end up with CAS? Yeah. So, I mean, obviously we're in this probably because uh, our love for the toys from when we were kids, right? So I, um, when I was a kid, you know, probably 80% Star Wars. That's all I really did. You know, I did maybe... 10% G.I. Joe and the other, the, you know, whatever was left over was everything else. Everything from baseball cards to other other figure lines. I had coins, believe it or not. I was a coin. So I always had like, a, like a collecting gene. Um, I was probably almost pulled back into Star Wars collecting as a young adult, you know, uh, when I was in college and then older with every new release. You know, the Power of the Force 2, Episode 1, the Vintage Collection. I have evidence in my house of, of me going and buying them. But then just putting them away, you know, I never really right. got into it until maybe about eight years ago when I got my old figures back from my parents and uh, my, my wife and I were expecting our first son. And uh, I was okay. like, you know what? I should get my my uh, my figures, try to complete a collection form. And we know how what happens down that rabbit hole. I went from you just don't stop. Started <laughs> Star Wars never lets you quit it. It's like <laughs> I know I knew I knew of, of eBay. I'd bought things on eBay, but never looked at collectibles on eBay. And I was like, oh Lord, you could get every figure. You can you can find the literally the, everything the accessories yeah. you're missing. Oh, they have carded stuff. And I went from completing a loose collection to a couple loose collections and then a carded collection and then you get a focus and then it's right and from there you know on and on so it, it never stops and, it never and then stops. i started getting into social media with it a little bit i started a, an instagram site like a personal star wars site that uh you know made a lot of collector friends through there that's how i met ross um you have a pretty successful instagram site right i mean you're kind of a yeah, it took off i started it right before the force awakens and that's when it was very it got very popular and that's when it just took off and yeah i got Okay. Started with a couple hundred and a couple thousand, and now I'm like, you know, twelve thousand, which is it's a modest account compared to some of these others, but it's still pretty nice to have that type of community. It's twelve thousand and growing though, so yeah. that's um, so yeah. that's how I met Ross, you know, uh, and found CAS. Okay. A friend recommended CAS, and I used them, and I became I was a huge CAS fan, and uh, when the opportunity came by to, to possibly buy into the company and be an owner and actually uh, do work for it. You know, we do a lot of social media, you and I. Um, I was like, heck, heck yeah, it was awesome. Why not? This opportunity of a lifetime. Right. And yeah, you get to enjoy doing what you do anyways, right? right? So exactly. it's kind of, it's yeah. And, and so, sort of same for me. Um, I'm So I'm Chris Whitlock, for those of you who don't know. Um, and I have, like, I guess, maybe like you said, collecting Gene, right? So it ends up, I started collecting um, coins in middle school and switched to uh, sports cards in uh, in high school. And then at a sports card show, ended up um, running into a guy who became sort of a mentor of mine. And he asked me if I had any of my old Star Wars stuff and he bought them from me. And then all of a sudden I sold him that stuff that I started collecting, which is probably I should have not sold them. <laughs> <laughs> although although he did treat me well on it. So if, if Leroy, if you're listening, I mean, definitely, you know, all respect to the world. But, um, you know, probably shouldn't have sold everything and then decided that I, I should have kept them. But yet here we are, you know, yeah. and same thing, you know, we're going to talk about. So. Spoiler alert a little bit is uh, we're going to be bringing on uh, John Rula in a little bit. We're going to talk about the Power of the Force 2 collection and and sort of what things were like in, in collecting in 1995. And in, just like you said, Star Wars doesn't let you quit it, right? So it's I, I started dabbling in vintage and all of a sudden they released this whole new line of toys and Star Wars was a part of my life. And then 
you know, I, I had kids younger, um, but you know, you still they, they go to the they, they go to the toy aisle and you just kind of you know go past the uh, action figure aisle and you see something that you can't live without and you end up buying them something and you something because you can't buy yourself something and not buy them something and it just it is what it is, right? So you end up with a whole bunch of these collectibles um, and Star Wars just really sort of never left. Um, I got back into vintage in like 2012 and in there met Ross just in the groups. Um, and, uh, when Ross, and we're going to let him do a bio when, uh, probably next episode when he's on here, but when Ross bought into CAS, I had heard of CAS and when he bought into CAS, I was like, you know, now they have a spokesman. Now they have somebody that is sort of a face that a lot of people recognizes, um, into the company and thought, gosh, I guess I never thought about the fact that, you know, Hey, can I be a part of this? And I thought, wow, that was a really smart move for him. And then two years later, he gets a hold of well, us and uh, says, hey, you want to be a part of this? And it's like, I thought it was a great idea two years ago. So, yes, absolutely, yes. And uh, and, and I've loved every minute of it. I mean, it is. It's a, it's hard work. I mean, you know, you work a lot. You know, I'm a 60-hour I, – I live in Detroit. I wear my Detroit representing shirt. I'm a 60-hour-a-week guy. I work in a factory. I am constantly living, breathing, eating CIS because – like this, like the show implies passion for collecting. I have a passion for this. This is awesome. It's so much fun and, and love to do it. Um, so same here, right? It's <laughs> you know? all, all your free yeah. time. If it's not with your family or sometimes it is while you're with your family, you're doing, you're, right. you're thinking or doing something <laughs> CAS related, you know, heck I, I just did a right. YouTube video with my kids for our collector's corner, you know, but ah. it's a labor of love, what it is. Right. It's a, it's, it's a ton of fun. And, uh, and hopefully that, it, that, that the audience feels that as well right so that's that's kind of where i, I hope I, so that that's me in a nutshell that's how i got here um and so now we're gonna um so this show i want it to be somewhat um i don't know like structured right so this is a little bit more of the informal part of it so uh, the first official segment is going to be uh cas news so and this is going to be talking about things that are going on at cas and uh so one of the first things um that you guys may have already seen is we completely overhauled our new website and looking good, a lot easier to use. Have you, have you ordered anything yet? Through I us? have. Yeah. 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 Obviously we, we played around yeah. with the the search function, but it's so much easier to find what you want to submit now just with all the, all the drop right. menus and everything. It's awesome. And, and I, I get I'm not sure when the show is going to come out. I mean, probably in the next couple of days. So when you see our website now, it's, there are even more improvements on the way. Like right now, it's a lot of like white background, and we're in the process of, of putting in the background graphics. So technically, it's it's done, but you know, aesthetically, it's it's going to improve even more. Yeah, this is the 1.0 version of the brand new website, and already it's a, a marked. A um, update from what was happening before. It's really only going to get better and more involved. And, and you know, we're going to eventually put blogs on there. You're going to have links to our YouTube shows and, and um, you know, a calendar that can tell you what shows we're going to be at. But in the meantime, uh, we'll tell you what shows we're going to be at, uh, <laughs> you know, um, in the near future. Like, yeah, through through things like uh, through this this podcast or through Facebook and stuff like that. But it'll be a way to go to a place that you know you can go to and, um, and find out these, uh, this information. So, um, definitely, you know, if you haven't seen it yet, check it out. looks nice, works nice. And, uh, it really it's, it's our, 
our storefront, right? I mean, you know, we have a place, but most people encounter us through our website and definitely proud of, of how it's looking and, now. In addition to the new search options, the big thing is you can now separate your submissions into separate tiers. Oh, so if you have one yeah. complicated submission that takes a while, it's not going to hold off, you know, hold up your card figures that would normally take 30 to 60 days. You can separate the order so the stuff that is done gets to you while the more complicated stuff continues to be um, uh, worked on. So that's that's a huge addition. Yeah, you, um, but so so there's so our new website is really the the first thing you may have noticed differently. Second thing you may have noticed um, is we are in an all-out assault on uh, social media, right? Uh, Anthony and I are just sort of trying to lead the charge to get to to get to know you, to let you get to know us, to provide any information you could possibly want to have and see and and have access to us as quickly as possible. And that's something that. I mean, again, Anthony's sort of like like leading that charge. <laughs> He's been doing a great job well, on that. Instagram, at least, or YouTube. But listen, we have in addition to us, right? We they brought on another uh, four other four other owners, right? Matt, Ken, yeah, Brandon. Am I missing someone? If I am, no, um, us two. So it's five five new guys. That's, yeah, that's it. And yeah. it's just it's been awesome. It's been divide and conquer. Like you, you and I get to be, you know. We get to be on social media and, and do shows, but there's a lot of behind the scenes right. stuff, a lot of customer service, setting up submission centers, and you and everyone will get to meet all the new owners and some of the old owners too as these as we do more more of these episodes and see what they have right. uh, um, to say in their background. One of the things I really like, and and it hopefully doesn't come off as spammy, um, but the fact is, is that if somebody reaches out via Facebook. I know on Instagram, I, I see the messages is that, you know, we always say we like to get back to you within 24 hours, but sometimes we have people fighting to get back yeah, to you. Yeah. It seems like, you know, what one person jumps on and the other person's already got it. And we really want to make sure that if you have questions that we're, that when you, when you ask a question that you have a direct route to somebody who can get you answers. And that's one thing that I know we've seen in the past yeah, few message months. Us, I mean, message us uh, on any of those accounts. Private message us on Instagram, Facebook, uh, follow or be a friend with Chris Whitlock. Um, and hopefully he'll accept yes. your friendship. And, you know, he uh, ask him any questions, ask him ask any questions you have anytime. Yeah, I'm one of those. I, I hate to say it, but I am one of those people. I am absolutely glued to my phone. So I am on my phone all the time. So so if whoops, sorry, if you um, if, if you're trying to get a hold of me, um, I'm usually I'm usually available. So, you know, with with social media, um, we w want to be there. We're also trying to spread our message in a few different ways. So, for example, um, Anthony, uh, you post Instagram posts every single day, right? Of Almost. Yeah, pretty things. much. I miss every well, once in a while. But yeah, you're, you're, I didn't post yesterday, but, you know, <laughs> OK. But Every I would day. say, yeah, I would say like like 350 out of 360 days, you're posting something, something CAS related, you know, just kind of just to show you guys, you know, our audience and our, and our um, fans what goes through our shop, which is a, a, a lot of diversity, a lot of really cool items, yeah. you know, so um, you're seeing a lot of a lot of things. Um, also, with our YouTube, um, our YouTube channel, we are we have a lot of avenues of spreading the word and and sharing what we do. So, for example, CIS 101. Yeah, collecting 101 right? series. Absolutely. It's been great. So Joe, Joe Fruscio just did a great one this week. <clears throat> he had the, um, his um, – The starting lineup, right? <laughs> right. And that is something – I mean, I've 
I'm a I'm a sports card guy. You know, I, I know a lot about uh, starting lineups, but I did not know like the the very first year. Uh, you know, he mentions that you know the internet wasn't available. Yeah. Makes sense, 1988, right? But that that the checklists on the and back weren't know, even right, right? so people looking were looking. Forever. Yeah, there were people that were looking for stuff for for ages, and then there wasn't regional distribution. So if you lived in Detroit, you got more Tiger stuff. Right. But if you wanted, you know, Jose Canseco, good luck. Yeah, imagine with that, that happened you know? to us with our Star so we, Wars card backs. If there you couldn't get a Chief Chirpa on the East Coast, you know, we we wouldn't have stood for that. Riots in the street, right? Yeah, but uh. But just real quick, so collecting well, 101, well, that series is basically, it's been pretty Star Wars dominated, right? You do an excellent card back series where you uh, you break down each yep. Star Wars card back release with, with a lot of awesome facts. Yep, five facts and about card backs. And we're having yep. guest hosts from other genre do basically 101 type videos, uh, giving a generalized explanation of what these lines were. And uh, our first non-Star Wars one was by Joe Kircho, who did the starting lineups one. And we just released that last week. So if you haven't seen it, go to our uh, YouTube site and watch it. It's, it's really good. You know, I, I used to pick up uh, starting lineups here and there, but n- never serious about it. But I found it really interesting. It was great. And how big those no. collections are. I mean, I, I don't know if Kenner's idea was to collect them all with those, but you had 100 plus yeah. Characters per year. Baseball, one thirty something, uh, football, and maybe like eighty basketball, all in one year. It's great. It was incredible. Like four, right. five, you know, four hundred figures, three, four hundred figures. Quick math. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and and they did save some time and money by you know repeating sculpts, but holy crap yeah. and holy, that's a lot. That's a lot of figures. You know, if you were trying to get you know, and I maybe their whole plan was to get like um. Uh, you like maybe if you're in Detroit, you collect all the tigers and then your favorites from other other teams. Yeah. But yee, that's a lot, lot every to collect. Year. Yeah. Um, so CIS, yeah, every year. So and that and that series went on for like, I I know at least through '95, but maybe even through like '98, 2000. Years. It was so from '88 to 2001. Okay. Right? Is that 13 years? Yeah. Holy, wow. And so, there's yeah. I, think, I mean, they, they did hockey. Yeah. I remember collecting. Um, soccer figures they had international international players some of the clubs from europe were those starting lineup they they were okay Uh, so they made those as well yes so a lot to collect yeah so there there was definitely yep yeah there was a lot of stuff i know when the olympics throughout they had you know like old olympic people you know more current stuff so there's a lot it's a it's an enormous line in a very very uh aggressive undertaking by kenner so it was definitely cool um so we have the 101 series, uh, Collector's Corner, which you sort of already mentioned, which is it, it's sort of that that show has has two themes, right? So is there's you and me and, and some of us owners that have sent in some stuff from our own personal collection where we talk about it. Um, but also, and I think the, the fun part about it, the really cool part about it is when we have some of our customers either sent do box openings and they or they send in um, some of their favorite items and talk yeah. about them, right? And if they so, do that, you know, you just email it to us. You email it to me, uh, Anthony at Collector Archive. And if you have a CS account, we credit you twenty five dollars per video, two per customer. So opportunity to make you know fifty right. bucks in CAS credit by uh, doing something fun, you know, taping yourself. Yeah, just for sharing something that you probably wanted to share yeah. anyways, right? So that's. It's always cool when you can go on there and see some of the, the things they've done. I know um, my friend John did a um, – well, it was like this this train uh, set thing that he had done from – you could get premiums from um, yeah, – was, was, uh, was Pudding? Yeah, Thomas and, the Tank. Uh, Thomas the Tank Engine, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 
And that was a really cool dynamic and a dynamic setup that, you know, that he got to show off as like, wow. And he lives out, he lives only about an hour or so for me. So I haven't actually gotten to see that in person, but something I definitely want to see, you know, and some speaks to a little bit, some of the, the cool, unique stuff that we do at CAS. So that's collector's corner. Um, also we do a CAS roadshow, which is really your baby and you have done a great yeah, job fun. with that. Yeah, one. That's when we're at, at shows and uh, people are submitting their stuff. And uh, we just kind of interview them about what they're submitting, and uh, and sometimes we get a, a look at how of us planning it together, and uh, it's cool because a lot of those folks sometimes you'll then see their finished products through one of our social media feeds or even as a, an unboxing by them. And, and and unfortunately, I'm not nearly as good at uh, at recording people doing this as you are. You definitely get out get out the camera and get rolling on it. So I wish I would have have. Um, recorded this one but it's definitely something that you know we're going to talk about and would have made a great feature on the show but yeah here we are <laughs> without it um so that's definitely something and, and if you're going to be visiting us at um some of the shows coming up uh, which we're going to get to in a minute as well um you know if you're thinking wow this is something that i want to share uh, by all means reach out to us because we are definitely looking for cool things to share right absolutely um, another Another uh, YouTube thing that we have going on is we're starting to do some live shows. And uh, one that I have planned, we have planned coming up is uh, what does Anthony Spinicki know? <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I, I get to get you back for... Uh, get you get me back? Well, I thought I gave you very yes. fair questions. You were a know-it-all. You got six out of seven right. And I uh, <laughs> hope you're as kind to me. No obscurity, yeah, like, please. For example, yeah, going back to like you know starting lineup for example, who was number seventy three on the checklist? I think that's a perfectly oh, fair question. <laughs> but what we did, we did that as a we did that as a live show on Instagram, right? And we're gonna we're gonna transition that now to YouTube. It's a live show where we'll hopefully cycle through all of our our uh, our team members at CAS, where one will be quizzing the other. Maybe we'll be going head to head. Um, but the premise is, folks who show up on the live stream can type in the comment bar how many questions they think the winner or if it's one person, how many questions they think that they'll get right. So for example, I gave you seven questions, you got six right. Uh, Ryan, the comic guy, chose six and he won a prize. And so he got a uh, CS t-shirt. We're, we're, we're gonna have some uh, some pretty cool figure prizes. Uh, I think the our first show, I think we secured a, a loose graded vintage Han Solo, 1978. Uh, CS nice. yeah, we're so it's, it's a good one. One thing that we're going to do is we're definitely um, going to up the game on prizes. I am I am a prize guy. You're a prize guy. We want to be able to make sure we're giving away something graded and cool for any time we're giving something away. These contests are going to have cool, worthwhile prizes. And on top of it are going to, um, like, for example, the, the game show, there's no involvement. So if you're a, con a contestant on the show, um, you don't have to um, – come on and be put on the spotlight. This is Anthony's job to be on the spotlight this time. So in the hot seat. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, so look out for that. We'll, we'll definitely um, do a lot of advertisement ahead of time. Uh, and uh, yeah. you'll definitely know wh when we're going live on YouTube for that. So, um, so that's kind of cool. Um, so we have that coming up and uh, we're going to actually get to our uh, contest um, results really quick for our um, YouTube 1500 subscriber. But I do want to wrap up the news by uh, telling you some of the shows we're going to be at pretty soon. So um, as of right now, we have nothing in um, in March, but in April, 
um, mid-April, we're going to be at uh, Collector Archive or Collector Archive Services. <laughs> Collector Archive Services is going to be at ICCCon, um, and then the very next weekend, we're going to also be at Kane okay. County, right? So those are two really big shows, and you have one coming yeah, up so too, right? My phone here. So it is May twenty-second and twenty-third. It is going to be the weekend before Memorial Day. Um, that's going to at um, Toycon, New Jersey. We were there last year in October. Okay. Um, great show. Great show for uh, finding vintage stuff. I found a lot of cool vintage stuff. But it's in Wayne, New Jersey, um, the weekend before Memorial Day. We'll be there Saturday and Sunday, uh, taking in submissions. Awesome, awesome. Interviewing you for the road show, making fun of Chris Whitlock. You know, <laughs> it's a lot of fun. Well, the, the bad news is, is, is I'm not going to be at that show. So, you know, as much as like we usually have a lineup of people that are dropping stuff off and then I have like an autograph line that I have to like sign autographs. <laughs> and so, you know, it's just, it's hard to manage, but I'm not going to be at that one. So if you're looking for a Chris Whitlock autograph, you're going to have to be at Kane County or you're going to have yeah, to be at ICC Chris's County, so. bodyguards, it's, all of the groupies trying to get to the submission booth. It's it's a nightmare. So, well, you know, and just bring my whole entourage <laughs> there and stuff. But it's hey, it's worth it. It's, it's worth it to be able to, to reach out and touch the fan. So, you know, <laughs> in a non-creepy sort of I way. I cannot wait to do a show with you. So. I, I cannot wait. It's going to be a lot of fun. I can't wait to shake your hand. We never actually met in person, as you've pointed out before. But Yeah. It's gonna and be, it's kind of crazy. Awesome. Like, we're on all these things. I've never actually seen you face-to-face. So we've always had a screen between us one way or the other. It's almost like right. we're in prison. <laughs> we're like sort of in CAS prison, but someday we're getting out. I cannot wait. <laughs> yeah. Use the force. <laughs> so, um, but, um, that sort of wraps up, um, our whole social media side of this. Um, but, it, and it's, we're going to sort of accumulate it with the fact that we're very, very thankful for our fans on YouTube and for, um, we, we, we put out this contest. We tried to get the 1500 subscribers. We have now gone way past, 1500 subscribers yeah. which is awesome um, i am giving away da, 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 my um cas 85 clear bubble uh han solo trench coat to somebody today today is the day and you are going to be giving away your um is a uh, 75 plus uh original solid dome r2 Fresh out of the baggie. When I originally purchased this, it was uh, an open bag, but it's a very beautiful R2. Solid dome. Absolutely stunning. Um, and it's displayed with the Kenner baggie next to it. Uh, let me see if it's the, the baggie type. Yep. Yeah, ESB-C baggie. But, um, okay, very there cool. There it is. And, and, and we're also giving away a Donatello. Ross Barr is giving away a Donatello from his personal right. collection. So it's the one non-Star Wars item because we're trying to mix yeah. it up <laughs> a little bit. So, uh, so what we're going to do is you may see a little bit of a, a jump in, in the feed here, but I'm going to set up my cell phone and um, going to do that Chris, contest. So give me some credit. I'm going, going to put some type of segue in. It's going to, it's going to be great. Jump, jump in the feed. Something really, really cool. And well, I get no credit. Know, uh, well, okay. I don't know what you're capable of, but I'm trying to find my internet here. So, all right. So. This is how this is going to work uh, before I before we set this up is I'm on random.org and I have two windows open. So I'm going to um, do the window where I'm going to roll a single die and that's going to tell me how many times I'm going to randomize the list. It's, it's not randomized at the moment. Um, and so I'm going to randomize it that many times and then we're going to work from the bottom up. So number three is going to win the Donatello. Number two is going to win your R2 and number one because I'm the best is I'm going to um, give away Simply the Han the Solo. So... <laughs> 
Yeah, right? Better than all the rest. I mean, there's a song about me. If, you know, it's like a karate kid kind of thing. So wax See what on, I have to deal on. with every day, so folks. That's what we're gonna do. <laughs> so I'm gonna I'm gonna pull my uh, headphones off and set this up. So hold on one moment. I could probably make fun of Chris's headphones are off. He'll never know. All right, so we are set up on random.org. So as you can see, is I have a die here, and I'm going to hit roll again, and that's going to tell me how many times I'm going to randomize the list. So here we go. Oh, I rolled it again, and I got another six. Chris, Chris, am I supposed so, to be seeing this, Chris? Uh, no, you won't be able to see it because it's recording oh, on I my, got you. my cell slow. phone camera. I'm going to send I'm you slow. the video, right? Yeah. So there you go. <laughs> so now here is... Here is the list, and sorry that you can't see it, Anthony, but it is here. Uh, we ended up getting 593 subscriber people that um, that signed up. So we had people that subscribed that maybe weren't aware of the contest or just didn't want to be a part of it. So we have, again, it was 593 people. I'm going to go ahead and randomize it six times, and good luck. So we have one. All right, and scroll all the way down. Of course, you know. It being a long contest, you know, we get to do again. Oh, so you can send me this video and I'm going to overlay it. Yeah. Correct. All right. Yeah. Yeah. So I got see? you. See, it takes me a while uh, to catch up, but I, uh, I get that. Yeah. I'm, I'm not technically like, you know, I'm not as, as good at this as you are. So that's three. You old smoothie. That's four. This is five. And our very last of the last. This is for who? Time, this is for what? The R2 or the Donatello? So it's for all of them. So what's going to happen is number three on the list is going to be Donatello. Oh, okay. Number two on the list is going to be R2. Gotcha. And simply the best, number one, is going to be Han Solo. So um, this is the very last time I went and I, and I did it. Okay. So um, number three is uh, Darth Chappie. Ah, Darth <laughs> Chappie. Congrats. He gets the R2? So. He, he's going to get the Donatello. Okay, all right. Um, and um, number two is Christopher Chambers. All right, congratulations, and Chris then, Chambers. And he wins your R2-D2. And the winner. <laughs> and the winner of um, of the Han Solo. Is Anthony Spinicki, right? But I'm kidding. It I'm was, kidding. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, Peter Buck. All right. So those are our three winners, and congratulations to the winners. Um, definitely, it was a cool contest, and we want to thank everybody that was involved. Um, also, I want to mention that if you're listening to this podcast, and um, we'll have have to have the uh, link to the Facebook uh, contest that we're doing. We're also giving away this um, CAS ninety five. Uh, the Mandalorian, Dinjarin, and Child. Um, so this is going to be a contest. We're going to maybe go ahead and run this maybe um, after some of our bigger shows. We want to try to get some some subscribers at those shows. But um, this is going to be – we're giving this away for people that sign up for the podcast. And any one of the three. So if you're in any one of the three podcasts, like checkmark, whatever whatever you need to do in order to um, remind yourself to watch these. Um, and then we're going to go ahead and, uh, and run that contest through Facebook, through the link. So there is software, which is really nice that, um, that lets you sort of copy and paste and, or let's, lets you randomize the list on Facebook itself. So the beauty of that is that I don't have to collect all these, um, these names from all these sources. I can actually just, uh, just, um, 
do it through there. So it, that way it's a lot more transparent. And there's not all these weird cameras going on. So, <laughs> so, so yes, that that's coming up. Excellent. So, that was great. That's exciting. We've uh, been running that, that contest since uh, last summer. So this, it's finally yes. to be able to give these away. And again, as Chris said, thanks to everyone who's uh, subscribed to the channel and I hope you're enjoying what we're putting out there. Cause it's, I, I, I'm biased, but I think it's great content. We love doing it. So hopefully you're enjoying it. Yeah, it's great content, and the, and the thing is, is is it's also um, interactive content. So if you want to be a part of it, you know, by all means, go ahead and uh, and, and submit some of your stuff to, to Collectors Corners, and I uh, you can be on the CIS uh, YouTube channel. So definitely kind of fun in that sense. All right. So, all right. So that wraps up the news, but it is um, possibly time to maybe look into getting John Rule. Oh yeah. If you want to do that, definitely. then we'll go back and film the. So, all okay. right, we'll call him now. See you back in a second, folks. Do you have his... All right, folks, this, uh, welcome to Guest Spotlight. This is uh, the part of the program where we actually bring on a special guest to talk about their area of expertise. It's probably one of the more exciting um, sections in this whole podcast and one I look forward to the most. Uh, this is actually take two. So we are here with uh, John Rulla, action figure grader. And John Rulla was so nice that he it, he gave up his Valentine's Day with his, his wife and family. And he uh, recorded an entire guest spotlight with us. It was awesome. It was great. And we can't use it. So here we are back again. <laughs> well, let's just say, I mean, let's just let's just put the blame where it is. our av guy stinks yeah it He's turns awful. out yeah our, our budget for av um yeah, we're, we're gonna have to expand that because as it turns so, out yeah full-time employees uh do it that do other things um also sometimes um can't google fast enough how to uh run a podcast so here we are yeah. <laughs> but i want to welcome our special guest uh the one and only john rula action figure grader welcome to the show chris anthony how, how are things good Really Thank good. you no. for having me on. This is a pleasure. And it's awesome to have you, John. And before we get into our subject, and, and it's going to, we're going to talk about uh, Nouveau Vintage, which is um, Power of the Force 2, something that is now going to be hitting its 26th year. Um, in, it's been in the marketplace. But first, why don't we talk about John and who you are and why we know you, why you're so important to us. Well, I think number one is because I spend so much money with Collector Archive. That's probably why you know me the best. But, exactly. Uh, That's exactly why. No, <laughs> no well, I mean, you know, I, I met you guys. I, 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 I found out about Collector Archive just randomly. Uh, this is several years ago now. And uh, I was just, and I've, I've told this story before to many folks. So, I, you know, most people know this story, but. Uh, you know, I was just getting cleaned up, so to speak. I was getting sober and uh, now I've been sober for almost, you know, I say four and a half years. And I was trying to figure out what, what am I going to do with my time when I'm no longer when I'm no longer sucking back on grandpa's cough medicine for eight hours. <laughs> a day. So so I finally just decided to start a little YouTube channel. I was like, you know, I'll just talk about little plastic dolls and that's what we're going to do. And uh, I had some graded items and, and I decided to start a channel called the Action Figure Grader. I found out about you guys. And what you're doing, I saw the custom displays and the fact that you grade everything from bootlegs to prototypes to mint on cards to loose figures. And I just fell in love with a lot of the displays. So this uh, came as, yesterday, so just a little bit of. Woo, woo. Oh, that's a nice little that's a nice little collection flex you got going there. That's very yeah, nice. Like <laughs> yeah, sh show off. Very subtle. Very subtle. <laughs> <laughs> but, but so you've been doing this for four years. 
And your channel is actually extremely successful. Um, you know, you have you get a, a lot of people that really get engaged. So, and that's what I always, you know, it, people put out out shows, and it, and it's not easy. It's a lot of work to it. But what I I really appreciate, you know, I love lo reading the comments and stuff because um, a lot of people have a lot of great insight. Like so, so you'll sort of plant the seed, and these conversations just sort of spring out of your. Uh, your videos, so it's actually really cool. Not only are they fun to watch, not are they extremely informative, but also you know take the time and read through and, and post a comment because uh, you know it's part of sort of a this living, breathing ecosystem of uh, collecting that that goes on on your channel. It's actually really cool. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah thank you. Yeah, I, I actually um, I actually started the channel only like two years ago, so it's not even four years old. It's okay. only two years old, but uh, I'm like that. You know, I kind of view my videos as a hand grenade. I throw the hand grenade out there. It's either going to explode and do well, or it's going to be a dud. But either way, we'll hopefully get some commentary going. You know, <laughs> and, and they and they, they they it goes off a big broad amount of topics because you know when I thought about doing, I said, okay, well, why don't we do something a little bit different? Everybody's talking about the modern black series and and the um, you know, the, the stuff that you see TV in stores C. right now. Mm. Yeah, the TVC line, and I thought, well, you know, why don't we kind of go back to where it all started? I'm like, well, who do I want to talk to about that? And then, you know, then action figure raider John Rula pops to mind. But then I'm like, well, if we we're going to talk about bootlegs, who would I want to talk to about that? Oh, action figure raider John Rula. <laughs> yeah. That's what like, I love. That's what I love about your channel, John. It's every episode is it could be vintage. It could be uh, bootlegs. It could be like, you know, the uh, modern bootlegs, modern uh, vintage bootlegs. It's it's an education. Every time I watch one of your episodes, I learn something. There's definitely like facts that you put out. Uh, Anthony, like, Anthony yeah. I'll tell you this. I'm, I'm right now. I'm working on a video about what I think is the collectibles pricing bubble, asset bubble. I've, I've spent 15 hours over the last two days looking at different price increases and different collectibles really? markets to sports cards to like, you know, every all over the place, comics and I've, research. I'm working, yeah. on a, I'm working on a video right now on that. So, I, like, I literally it's whatever is of, of interest and what I think people might like right. to see. And that, uh, that's going to be a good one. I'll tell you, I, I've been, I have been nose to the grindstone with sports cards and holy cow, it, that market it's is crazy. Absolutely crazy. <laughs> well, so let's, uh, before we get, cause we, we can chase this rabbit hole, um, for the entire time, we actually do have an agenda. <laughs> um, so our, our, our topic for today is power of the force two, which debuted in 1995. So if we can kind of, Go back in our, our time machine to 1995, and I'll drop 100 pounds in, in 25 years and 90% um, <laughs> of my gray hair. And uh, I was a, a energetic 20-year-old uh, sci-fi nerd, and uh, I found out about these coming out well in advance, and I was super geeked about it. What was your guys' relationship with the Power of the Force 2 line? Like, When did you discover it, and uh, how did you feel about it when you found out about it? Anthony, you go ahead. I'll... I'll... Older, older, you know, age before beauty. You go ahead. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I deserve that. No. Um, yeah. So in 95, I was a freshman in college. And uh, did I know that the figures were coming out? No. You know, I, I was uh, when I was a kid, I was mostly Star Wars. So I was obviously in love with the figures. Um, I just happened to discover them out with my college buddies. We were probably at Sears or Kmart or something like that. And we were like, these are Star Wars figures. And uh, they, you know, they were great. I, I actually have some of the the orange or red cards, whatever you would refer to them as, uh, from that original release. 
And, um, and that was, and that was it. I probably bought about, you know, five or 10 of them and right. kind of forgot about star Wars again for another couple of years until 99 when episode one figures came out. And then as we talked before, every release, I would toy with it. It would tease me, including the vintage collection as, as recently as whatever that was, 2010, 2011. But I was never really pulled back in until I started having kids and got back into vintage. But then um, I said, hey, I have these Power of the Force 2 cards. And I tried to be a completist. And I, and I actually was. I finished a, a run of the red, run of the greens. I tried to get the variants. And then I was like, enough's enough. So I started selling a lot of it off and I just kind of like keep what's part of my focus or what I like. And I think I, I just, I just picked up um, a three piece, a three pack uh, box set of the uh, spirits, the, uh, the, the Jedi spirits. Because nice. you know, because as well, Anakin, right? yeah, as, as we'll probably talk about, you know, I, I can't afford vintage prototypes, but you know, oh. the modern prototypes are doable and they're great. It's the same science behind it, you know, uh, proof cards, first shots, hard copies. You can get that stuff. So, you know, I'm, I'm a Ben Kenobi focus collector and I have a first shot of the, of the spirit of Obi-Wan. Nice. Um, and so I was like, Oh, let's, let's complete that run. So you can get the, you, know, you get the mail away. You can get the, the, the production in, in a box retail that came out a year later. So I kind of pick and choose, but I do a lot of power, of the force power, of the Jedi based, based on my focus. I do know a grading company that would take care of that. Uh, first shot for yeah. you. I just you know yeah uh maybe there, you know? maybe send me send me their website I, and I, and, uh, hey, real quick anthony i mean not to pat myself on the back but i, I think you also <laughs> just got a uh, a miss oh. card too didn't you yep yeah i got <laughs> it out i mean we're I, brag brag <laughs> there it is i i knew oh, we we're wow. gonna we we're gonna talk about this so yeah this is a c3po on a ben kenobi uh card miss card so this is probably i think this, this is the only miss card i have you know Very cool. um that, thank you, thank you for the assist. Exactly. Oh, that's that's why I'm here. <laughs> certainly, back to 1995, C3PO was a later like he was in the first run, but a later release, and was actually um, extremely valuable when he first came out. So he was hard to find and uh, was definitely a commodity way back way back in the day. <laughs> so, hmm. so uh, John, how did uh, how did you find the Power of the Force two line? No, this this is a it brings back such fond memories. I tell you what, it, it my my recollections are very similar to Anthony's, except just you know five years probably behind him or three years behind him. I think at ninety five, I guess I was a freshman in high school, and okay. very much like Anthony, I found them accidentally, and I did not hesitate. I bought every single one they had, ah. including. <laughs> I probably bought about 20 of them. Some of them I opened and actually played with in my room by myself Last so nobody week. could see me. Uh, <laughs> I, kept, I kept some on the card. Uh, and, and then I forgot about them. You know, the two Bs got me booze and babes when I, yeah. when I got to college. So, uh, the, you know, collecting took us, took us uh, a nap for a few years until I, uh, I grew up a little bit. And, uh, but I, I had very, very fond memories of, of the power of the force line initially. And then, once I started getting back into like serious collecting and I didn't know what I was I, at this point, I really didn't know what I was doing still, but some of my very early purchases uh, in terms of graded star Wars items were power of the force, the power of the force two line. I picked okay. up like the, the rarities that we'll, I'm sure we'll talk about. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, we'll definitely get to that. Cause there's, there, there are some, I mean, it's a, it's a line that will say as much as I, and I'll, I'll get to my story here in a minute, but like, um, is, is as exciting as it was when it came out, uh, we can honestly say it didn't age all that well. 
No. So, <laughs> and, and some of it is because of speculation. Because so for for people who aren't super familiar with the line, uh, the Kenner line ended in 1985, and this started in 1995. So there was a 10 year gap of like it's a vacuum, right? Almost nothing Star Wars happened in the that dark moment. times. The right? dark and, times. And that's there's actually a Facebook group that that sort of documents like what little came out. So I know in like the early 90s, like 1991, 92 was when uh, Timothy Zahn made his Heir to the Empire series, and that was sort of so, sort of turned that spigot back on, right? Um, Micro Machines actually launched um, some Micro Machines, which were really cool. And then uh, there were some Bendoms that came out, which, you know, were action figure-esque. But boy, I mean, yeah. <laughs> so that's awesome. I busted that out. It's amazing. Anthony's got like, he's got like a, you know, you know what his room is? His room is like a, like a Swiss Army pocket knife. He's got, he's yeah. got like everything just kind of ready to go. <laughs> he's a very well-prepared co-host, that's for sure. Um, so for me, I was actually collecting vintage when the modern stuff came out. So, um, I was, you know, buying toy shop magazine and, uh, Lee's action figure news and toy review. So I knew about it in advance. And, uh, so while I didn't know exactly the date that it was going to come out, I knew like, like right about when it was going to come out. And I can tell you from my experience is it came out and you would have never known because they were gone. And all you would do is you would walk into a toy aisle. And there may be like three rows where there was supposed to be Star Wars stuff, and it was empty. There was Spawn, there was Star Trek, there was all sorts of other stuff. There was no Star Wars to be seen. And I think Star Wars had been out for two or three weeks before I even saw my... Well, and the first one I saw, my mom actually got for me back... She was... um up in the thumb in northern Michigan and I was in a, a Walmart and ended up getting me a an Obi-Wan and a Chewbacca but they were nowhere to be found so when you say you know when we when we flash ahead and, and look at why um why people are a little sour about them it's because people had looked and, and saw what vintage were selling for and by 1995 vintage was getting you know really good money for its time um there was the speculators, and so everybody bought cases and cases and kept them, and mint, and 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 so you know. Whereas as time moved on, um, Hasbro adjusted um, how many of they made of these things. They made tons, and everybody bought them, and everybody had them. They were to the point where kids weren't even enjoying them because they were so hard to get. So you know, there's a lot around in mint condition because. Uh, People were, were hoping that lightning would strike twice, which it eventually did, just not with the power of the Force 2 line. I mean, let's not beat around the bush here, too, Chris. I mean, you know, the, the, the molds of the figures were, you know, a little He-Man-esque. And I think that probably is why today, anyway, the, the there's right. a sour taste. And, you know, when, when they look at some of the modern stuff now and look at that, it's like it's, it's almost yep. like a, a weird mishmash between the superheroes of the 90s. And, and I get what they were trying to do. Hasbro was trying to, you know, update the line and, and kind of make it more in keeping with a lot of the superhero stuff during that time period. But man, a lot of them well, don't look too good nowadays. <laughs> two, two of their more popular lines at the time was Batman and Superman, right? So this was sort of to fit that mold. So the style was beefy. <laughs> beefy. beefy. How about yeah. bovine steroid esque? Yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, like, like. They and I have I have it handy and it's 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 terrible. They looked like Anthony, basically. 
<laughs> yes. I'm going to pump you up. <laughs> but like, yeah. so, so this is Princess Leia. Uh, for those say. of you, who are, you know, uh, so if, if you guys always saw, with the Leia, I, every collector when they start making, it's such an. E- I mean, it's just going with. It's too easy. It's it's well, too easy of a target. Well, the thing <laughs> is, is that like, like her face. Number yeah. one, I, I would say so. Her face is, is 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 small in scale to her body. Her robes are flowing. Her um, she looks like an Olympic bodybuilder, and that is not to say anything against Olympic bodybuilders, but you don't think of them as a princess in distress. The uh, mold on the face also is not. I mean, you know, Carrie Fisher is so beautiful as Leia. Like that right. is that is not right. Flattering that figure, very very much struggling. I will say though, like you know, I don't have an R two handy, but like the C three PO was outstanding. That's great. It's a great back metalized. Yeah, I mean, like considering what I mean, I love the vintage Kenner R two, but what the Power of the Force two R two D two looks like, I mean, is really is an. I mean, he was there's no sticker anymore. You had you know a sculpted body, and then even the um the little bit of the action feature, right? He had the the clear dome on the top of his head, so that way you could put your finger over it, and like his eye would sort of blink. That was just mm-hmm. a neat feature for you know to have a latent uh a, a latent action figure feature built into an action figure. I thought that was really cool. You know who looks cool, jacked, Boba Fett. Yeah, he does. That he, he does. needs to be jacked. That guy. And that yeah. was such a, I mean, an iconic yeah. So. For, for those of you guys, obviously, you can't go. see, we are all holding up Boba Fett's because if you're... But, uh, John, like John's, be- John's is better than both of yeah, ours. J- yeah, John's beats us all. <laughs> so, John, is, John, why don't you describe what your show really quick? That's why you're yeah, so, so iconic. Yeah, so cool. I guess, you know, I guess towards the end of the red card run or maybe even into, like, the freeze frame run at 97, 98, you saw a lot of custom cards for uh, the figures where they put the actor's face where... The typical logo was and then they would show up at different conventions all kinds of different uh, convention exclusives and i've seen for boba fett i've seen probably 35 or so owned by a gentleman named charles f and they're all different all expo exclusives and then the, the actors would sign it so uh the example i have is signed by jeremy bullock and it's got his photo on where the label is and uh it's a hologram you know, photo isn't it is that a hologram yeah. photo it's a, yeah it's like a kind of a pixelated you know sticker that went over top of the standard card back and uh and then it has like a toy expo number and all that okay so but i mean i tell you I, I this is one of the most common ones this is a japanese toy or excuse me a philly toy expo but uh but you got ones from you know everywhere from japan to to new york to everywhere and and i've just seen some incredible examples with lots of great very unique artwork and and those are pretty highly collectible they go for big money now i took two when i was at toy con new jersey uh last year um, I took two of those in. They're both from the Philly Con, the whatever it was. Like uh, I guess the Philly Toy Con, Philly Toy what, Expo, yeah, Toy Expo. That I had, we had a Kenny Baker and a David Prowse. That that uh, Lee Gordon, remember his name? He uh, submitted. So um, and they're great because they got the actor's picture in the hologram, both signed. It's awesome. So value wise, what do you what do you see those things selling for nowadays? Well, well, the Philly Toy Expo is easily the most common, so that, that's not terribly expensive. You can probably pick one up ungraded for about you know 150 or so. Okay. But I, I mean, I've seen some Japanese, you know, very exclusive ones that have totally unique artwork on the back, where they're the, the artwork or excuse me, the card back is in the same shape as the Power of the Force two, but it's got totally unique artwork. Right. And uh, you know, some of those have sold on Facebook recently for four or five hundred dollars. So. Wow. 
you know, we're not talking like super insane money, but at the same time, it's for a power of the force two figure. That's pretty big money. Yeah, I figured yeah. that without the autograph, without you know the, the little bit of unique card back would be a twenty thirty dollar card. So you're talking right. about you know like ten twenty x value for that that unique piece. That's I mean, insane. there are some that are like, you know, one in 10 made type thing. So, right. you know, to get some of those real exclusive ones from overseas and things like that, it's it's very difficult to find. And folks, if you've never actually looked at a Jerry Bullock autograph, you know, that that guy, even, you know, as he got older, had the best penmanship. There actually on eBay right now is a handwritten letter that he sent to a fan. Um, and How cool. Yeah, it was something about. I forgot what the fan was asking, but he mentioned, you know, yeah, we're filming Return of the Jedi, right? And I, and I think it's actually fairly affordable, but the, you can tell it's real because I could never match that handwriting. I don't care what you do. <laughs> I no way, no way. So, yeah, I, I just actually sent in to Collector Archive a, a, an Italian card back signed by Bullock, and, and it is a really beautiful card back because it's very difficult to find Boba Fett on some of those foreign card backs and, and especially the gig Italian card. So, uh, you know, I, I love picking them up when I can find them and they're not overpriced, but, uh, uh, he really does have perfect, perfect handwriting for signing a card back. It's, it's so hard to find. Yeah. <laughs> His penmanship was outstanding. Just absolutely. Um, so now as we, so we, we, we sort of, it was, came out with a bang. Everybody bought them. And we even remember, um, you know, when, uh, episode one came out and like the, it was a first sort of force Friday. And I remember seeing episode one stuff um, in grocery stores. I mean, you know, gas stations. I mean, like they made so much hype everywhere. It was awesome because you could see it, but whoa, they made a bunch. So now in the marketplace, um, it, it doesn't have the best reputation. We'll say, right. <laughs> The, I know. Hard, I went. I went. Listen. I went to Midnight Madness. I it was ninety nine. Yeah. I was. Me too. I, was in, I was in med school, and we just, <laughs> we just, we just went. We just went, and uh, it was chaos in there. It was. Yeah. You, you were fighting for stuff that night, and you know. <laughs> yeah. Anthony right. walked away with scars. He, you know, Anthony's like one of these Vietnam like, vets who's like, you know, he's he's got permanent PTSD. I was like, I'm just gonna get all the, the. I'm gonna get all the Jar Jars. That's what I'm taking. That's, <laughs> so, that's gonna make all the money. Have you, know. you guys ever seen that movie Fanboys, which is an awesome movie? No, no. Okay. I have not. No. Right, so so yeah, you need to watch it. it. It is an outstanding movie. But um, a little bit of a a spoiler for something in the movie is uh, so the the whole concept of is these guys go on a road trip. And this, this was made well after episode one, but they go on a road trip to try to steal or, or watch episode one before it comes out. That's the <laughs> premise of this movie, yeah. right? And so at one point in time, they run into, I believe it's Seth Rogen, and he's a character that, and he has um, like a, a Jar Jar Binks, a giant Jar Jar Binks tattooed on his back. And he's, like sort of, <laughs> and he's kind of doing like one of these little rap posters or whatever. He goes, you know, this guy's going to be that. That's where, yeah. you know, you know, he's going to be the best person. Though. You just watch. And, uh, <laughs> and, and that's how it was. I mean, you were, you know, we knew he was going to be the first ever fully CGI character in a movie. You know, we knew it was, he was going to be, you know, a big part of, of the plot. So our thoughts were, you're going to want everything Jar Jar. And as it turned out, um, no, no, <laughs> <laughs> he's getting some love now, but. He's, he is. He's he is. hard hard to love. So when we look at the market now for Power of the Force 2 stuff, um, you could so for 25-year-old items, 
26-year-old items, you know, you can pick things up. If you are a, an entry-level collector looking to kind of just get started, you can get some things that are, I call them nouveau vintage. These are old at this point in time. Yeah. They're older than a lot of our kids. And yet, you know, that they you can still have them quite affordable. You can put together a decent collection for a couple hundred bucks. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I mean, I, even like some of the nice, really expensive I consider expensive for Power of the Force too. I mean, you can get some really nice rarities, depending on how lucky you are with auctions and things. But uh, you know, some of the you know the exclusives like the transition tray sabers and things like that. I've, I've seen some of them go for big money, and then if the auction, if you happen to time an auction right on eBay or whatnot, you can often snipe in there and get a really beautiful example for you know forty bucks, un right. you know, mint, ungraded, you know, and it's just gorgeous. So let's and, talk about. Uh, Let's talk so, about some of the rarity. Oh, sorry, Anthony. I was going to say, John, so last time we spoke, uh, you mentioned two that were pretty rare, and I was convinced I had both. It was the uh, the Ben Kenobi <laughs> first American card. I was like, oh, I definitely have one of those. I do not have one of those. Yeah, and I then, yeah, and then the, <laughs> I, was, I was convinced. And the other one was uh, the, the Farm Boy Luke on an America, on the, the first American. I was convinced. I still have to go through the, the boxes in the back because I, I, I'm convinced I have. I couldn't find it. So but you said those are two of the more. Um, I mean, I had a, I have a Bespin Luke and, uh, and an X Wing. Dagobah? Yeah, Dagobah and the X Wing with transition tray, but I'm assuming those are more common. They are. They are more common. Yeah. They're still desirable, but uh, but a U.S. card Luke Farm Boy with the transition tray goes for you know in high grade can go for four hundred, four fifty. Yeah. Uh, wow. Now for Obi Wan, I want to back up here for a second because we yes, in general the Power of the Force two line is bagged on pr pretty hard by some collectors, but I'll say this that as as I've added a piece, I, pr I try to only add maybe one or two a year that are you know either Boba Fett or signed or something like that. I have learned that there is a very uh, robust community on Facebook of Power of the Force 2 collectors. And they seek out those very rare variants with like Collection 2 and sub, you know, stand-up blisters and, you know, all the kinds of different variations. And <clears throat> that community is very thriving right now. I mean, they, they actively seek out those rare variations and they pride themselves on going on eBay and finding some clueless seller that, has a very rare variation, then they can pick it up for pennies on the dollar and mm. and then show it off in these groups. And I, I have learned a ton from those folks. I mean, they, they really have a knowledge base that is unparalleled when it comes to Power of the Force 2. That, so that's that's part of the reason why I got out of collecting modern is because of those that all those those rarities <laughs> and those variants. Like I was to the point where I have you you probably know about this better than I do, but it, aren't some of the cars they spell uh Yak Face's real name, whatever it is, Sar Sorry Murray. Yeah, Sal Bray. Yeah. There's two different spellings and certain figures have both of the spellings. I was like, oh well I have to get all all the differences. I gotta get all the variants. And I was like this is getting out of hand. You can't you can't can't get everything so yeah, that's right I, I just try to pick one or two a year and that, that's plenty for me i think i've got about 25 or 30 graded power of the force two now and you know that that to me is way more than i should have yeah. to be honest with you but you know, if i can pick up one or two cool ones a year then that's that's all you really need i think you know yeah if they're the various that, that, that really are cool to you or they fit your focus then why not you know that's absolutely i mean you know i we mentioned some of the rarities uh the one of the one of the kind of modern holy grails of standard retail. I'm not talking about some of those rarities like the transition trays you're talking about, but just in terms of the standard retail ones. For whatever reason, the the freeze freeze frame action slide Weequay mm. 
they just not did not make a ton of these on the U.S. card. And e even today, I mean, I see them sell very regularly on eBay in high grade, ungraded condition for two fifty or three hundred, three fifty. I even saw recently. So uh, I mean, you're, you're you're talking about money that's more expensive than a vintage yeah. Kenner Weequay. Yeah. And, and I'll tell uh, you, with that Weequay, that was that was rare right out of the gate. So even like as collecting back in the time, I mean, those that was one we were trying to find. They were hard to find in the stores right away. You know, so. and it's held its value. You know, it's it's held its yeah. value, which is surprising. You know, a lot of that stuff peaked. You know, like the the Boba Fett's with the uh, you know missing uh, gauntlet. You know, the errors with like the right. shoulder pads missing. You know, things and you know some of those values. If you look back in the old Tomarks guides and things, you know, two or three years after the release of those early red card Boba Fett's, th they were quoting like seven hundred pounds, not dollars, seven hundred mm. pounds for those. Yeah. And those have come way back down. I mean, those are probably worth half that at most now. But right. uh, the weak way has not. I mean, it's it's held its value, if not gone up. Yeah, so always hard. So you actually, and, and I, I don't know if you sent it in because obviously, like I said, we, we recorded. Do you actually still have the prototype weak way with you? The, I do. Uh, yeah, I, I say I did not send it in. I appreciate. Once that. I found out that we might we might be getting back together again, I was like, well, you right. know what? I better have that thing handy. So I as we segue <laughs> into prototypes, I mean, like, so and we we had talked about last time. We'll talk about again a, a little bit here. But you know, these are prototypes you can usually have for. So and he's showing a, a prototype uh, Weequay, and it looks like he, it's flesh toned arms, legs, and hands, or arms, legs, and head, and then a black body. And the historical significance of that is great. So, because while the the non freeze frame Weequay again is a, a couple of dollar card, you're looking you have a prototype version of a a carded figure that became very significant in that line, and I think that that probably holds that i guess dearer to other potential buyers not that you're trying to sell but because of its history with that figure no chris that's a great point and i think that's the main reason i bought it actually and shout out to pete f for selling it to me for basically what i thought was insanely low but i i, I love the freeze frame action slide weekway it was i have fond memories of it because as i was starting the channel my youtube channel that was one of the early power of the force two kind of modern Holy grails that I, I bought. So I have, I have a lot of fond memories for that week way. And when this one popped up, you know, I thought it'd just be kind of cool to have both, both a, right. you know, a pre-production example to, to match with that tri logo and um, you know, touching on the pre-production for power of the force two, the, the numbers are all over the map. I, I just put, put out a video maybe a month or two ago about the modern power of the force two pre-production I mean, you pick a Leia, for example, where there's a very active community that wants all of those pre-production power of the Force 2 Leias. I've seen them sell for twelve, sixteen hundred dollars Wow. And then you can have this weak wave, for example, that cost me $110. So, oh. you know, it, it's, yeah. it's all over the map in terms of, of values. But uh, it's, it's a great line if you're looking for to add pre-production. I can't recommend the power of the Force 2 line enough because you can find for, I'd say, on average, you know, let's call it 150 on the low end usually up to like, let's say 250 to 300 for a standard figure. And then when you start getting into the really big main heavy hitter characters, the first 12 kind of characters, that's where the money can, can really add up quick right. for a lot of those. But yeah, you can actually get into, so if you are a newer collector and want to get into prototypes, you know, it's not going to happen. Well, I don't know everybody's budget, but very likely you're not going to going to roll into the hobby and start collecting uh, vintage prototypes because they are extremely expensive. Right. But then you, but you can roll into, um, to modern prototypes and start at a reasonable budget. So now you're showing off a 
was it a, a boss uh yeah the for, first shot prototype boss you know i always i'm a big boss fan and you know th this one too it's a great sculpt. it's one of the better sculpts he's he, you know he, he he's really not overly muscled and uh the detail on him is incredible and it came with one of the one of the two first shot weapons but i see these regularly go on on the you know a lot of the facebook groups for sale or even on ebay and you know i'd say you could probably pick them up for 150 bucks right and you know, for a, for a pre-production item that's 26 years yeah. old in the wars universe that's a that's a slam dunk to me so and boss and boss could be a pretty popular pretty popular character i mean he's not at first 12 but he's a pretty badass uh bounty he's got, hunter he's so, got a pretty yeah. big following that's yeah. for sure <laughs> and again sort of like cal Custis, he actually has a chance of um making an impact with uh both the, the book of boba fett and then the mandalorian so and i know you bought him because you like him and i know he's one of your favorites but also you know from a value standpoint you're looking at you know potentially a sleeper figure because you know he has uh some potential to make some big waves Coming up and, I, and Chris, I don't know if this is an appropriate time to bring this up, but just real quick, I will say this, that even overseas where they couldn't get these figures and where, you know, like because of the Cold War, you know, the Star Wars was not available to a lot of these countries overseas. And so when the 90s hit and, you know, a lot of these countries like Russia and Poland finally started getting to see the Star Wars movies. They took a lot of those Power of the Force, Russia, especially with the Oratet Limited, they, they took a lot of these Power of the Force 2 figures and made their own bootlegs with it. Right. So it, it, they are a universal, global kind of uh, phenomenon in their own way. They may not be heavily collected or maybe not worth as much as vintage Kenner's, but they, they made their way around the world. They got you know? spread around. And, you know, and that's also a little bit of a shameless plug. So John actually did us a, us a favor, and he made a collector uh, CAS 101 video about bootlegs. And one thing that I never thought about, and it's so true, was the politics behind this, right? So Russia didn't get vintage Star Wars because we were sort of at odds with Russia when, you know, the, the late 70s and early 80s, right? So when They didn't even get the movie. They, they didn't get the movie until 1991, according to right. what I found online. So Right. So then, you know, so they had no reason to love them, but all of a sudden they loved the movies and then these toys hit and then they started making their own. And I think that's really fascinating because, you know, here we're in America and I talk about, you know, toy aisles full of them. We talk about Force Friday and then, but we don't think about there were people that, you know, were that were 10, 15, 20 years late to the game. That was our dark times. Yeah. You know, when they were booming. So, yes. Yeah, so you mentioned, John, awesome video, five facts oh, about Howard bootlegs. The My link boy. will be below if you're listening to the podcast. If you're watching us on YouTube, the link will be one of these corners. I'm not. Yeah. I'm looking in a mirror. So one of these two, <laughs> click it right now because all you're going to hear for the rest of the show is Chris talking. So just yeah. go ahead and watch John's video. <laughs> it's <myself>. awesome. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but yeah. So I mean, it's it's interesting the politics and 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 what's cool now with, with the prototypes is uh, with the modern line starting with Power of the Force is that. Star Wars was already popular at the time, so these uh, sculptors and creators kept them. So there's more of them out there, which is cool because the prototypes sort of show, sort of show the evolution of the line, um, which is is really kind of cool. And it's with with vintage prototypes, you're trying to to put pieces back together, and and with with the the modern stuff, those pieces are still there. And what's kind of cool now is. You look at you know your your first shots and some of those are hand sculpted or they're they're, they're taken directly off of molds and now they've segued into like three D printing and things like that so you're gonna you're gonna see a shift in how toys were made and, and it sort of shows the history there's a lot of history there that you know 
it, you can take for granted well, by just looking at the pretty colors. Definitely. Can, can I can I do one quick side note here? I yeah. I, I want to this this it's related. It's related to the vintage collection. Okay, this sold yesterday. It's a vintage collection Ahsoka on the U.S. card. Okay. It's graded by CAS. It was an 80 plus grade, CAS. Okay. Now I'll tell you, I've got the more rare Canadian version. I bought it five months ago. It graded 90 by CAS. Okay. I I, I paid 313 dollars for it five months okay. ago. Now this is the this is the more common U.S. card. It was graded 80 plus by CAS. It sold for fifteen hundred dollars yesterday. Fifteen hundred dollars. <laughs> wow. You know my my oh first. My my first ever submission to CAS was a bunch of stuff, but one was an American uh, Ahsoka on a vintage collection. I think it's an 80. I'm not selling yeah. it, though. Well, it was an 80 plus, and it sold. I'm not kidding. It sold for $1,500. Crazy. So in our last recording, we talked about Star Wars currency. And, you know, you're looking at if you're looking at a $1,500 vintage item, I mean, that puts you in some really good company. It and does. That puts it you does. at, like, 12-back Darth Vader 12 yeah. kind of range. I mean, you know, you could get – that is – Wow. Mind-blowing. And, you know, and I, I, this is something, when I'm done with my uh, five facts about uh, card backs, the, 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 all the way through the 92, and um, I'm going to actually circle back and do um, vintage Canadian. Because, boy, oh boy, people do not give uh, the Canadian stuff the amount of love it deserves. But oh. Okay, you're talking about, I'd say, maybe one in a hundred American things, there's a Canadian version of it, you know. So, like, for every a hundred U.S. Ahsokas, you're, you'll find one Canadian. That, that's that's how scarce they are, you know. And then Canada had just some of the weirdest, quirkiest, strangest stuff, and nobody cares. And, and circling back to the Power of the Force 2 line, the Canadians, they had those really big square cards, yeah, you know, for the Power of the Force 2 line. Yeah, that, that, you know, so that's kind of a unique thing for the Power of the Force 2 line is that the Canadian big square cards are kind of an interesting right. side yeah. note. For yeah, instantly differently, you know, aside from it being a bilingual card, instantly recognizably different, which is mm -hmm. kind of cool. Yeah, this is, so talk about your, your Ben. This was one of my favorite eBay purchases. And um, yeah. so the funny thing about this, Toll Toys has it beat, right? But I'm sure it's a, a 65A uh, 9-num uh, Canadian 65A, and it's got a nine num offer wow so nine numbs on his own card back right yeah. <laughs> that this is awesome thing, like i'm actually surprised it only graded an 85 plus because this thing is so perfect i'm like if there was ever a chance i had of getting a 90 i couldn't believe it and it was just sitting there on ebay and sometimes you know if, folks if you're not always if you're not a big collector or you're sort of a casual collector um Understand that there are times you find something and you can't help but buy it. I like buy it. I buy it. I was in that button. <laughs> I couldn't hit that button fast enough. That so, is an awesome item, though. I've never seen that before with nine num on a nine num offer. Yeah. That's great. Now, now Toll Toys does it differently. So on the Canadian one, um, he actually they actually have the picture of nine num because the the sixty five A on Toll Toys, um, it wasn't bilingual, so it actually has a picture of nine num on his own offer. So Canada isn't doesn't quite have the panache, but these are hen's teeth. <laughs> The, and, and so also, another, and I know I'm going vintage, and I apologize. I'll, I'll, it happens. But, so one of the it's cool things do. about Canadian 65 backs is the proof of purchase went up here. So it's something also, you know, very ah, cool. unique. The proof of purchase I never knew that. Before. I've never seen that Yeah, before. same here. Yeah. Wow. So I, I love Canadian stuff. So you bring it up, and, and, that, and that's why I went down that rabbit hole. Because well, I Chris, do. you guys you guys know Chris W. You know, he's been on my yeah. channel a lot. Yeah. yeah. He's got he got a uh, CAS 85, 85, 85 Canadian 
Yoda coming back, and then he's got a Canadian ESB uh, white Bespin guard coming back. Those are those are coming tomorrow. So wow. uh, yeah, those are tough. very nice, very tough nice, underappreciated and underappreciated. So, um, but so and even so, let's go back to, to vintage. I mean, like there were some foreign stuff that is just it's kind of unique and, and different too with uh, with Power of the Force too, right? I mean, you know, absolutely, yeah. I mean, I you know, I've got I, br- I did bring out one. Now we we talked about transition tray, right? Right. So this so is a pre- we didn't define it. So let me take one. Oh, no, second. let's do that. Yeah, you do that, Chris. Go ahead. So the transition tray for people who didn't know is the original lightsabers were made to scale, which are very long, and actually I thought were kind of attractive, but um, they were almost unwieldy for the figures. So uh, Hasbro decided to shrink them a little bit, and make them a little bit more user friendly size for the the figures. So um, the original sabers were longer. They changed them to shorter sabers, and then they have transition. So you'll have a the the tray was designed for the longer saber. And then, but they put a shorter saber in there. So that's where we, when we when we mentioned transition, that's what that means. Yes, I apologize to the to the listeners right now. We should have defined that a little bit yeah, better. You know, right. is, we're just assuming people know this this nerdy stuff. But right, no, this, this is the Italian. This is the Italian version of Vader uh, with the transition tray. So that's a, it's you know it's not impossible to find. I've certainly seen them, but uh, very very cool to kind of have a foreign card back. Yep, that's not just a standard tri logo. And when I saw this gig Italian card, I love the gig Italian cards with a Gary Stellari. Yeah, you know, <laughs> it's like he's it's like he's, a, he's he's an angry Italian. He's an angry Italian getting ready to order some meatballs. You know, it's like, and <laughs> I just I love those card backs. <laughs> you know, and all and all the Italian cards. You know, R two D two is called C one P eight. Three PO is called D three B O. You know, it's just got lots of little weird quirks to it that and that, that makes, makes no it, sense. Because a, a, a proper name is a proper name, right? right. Well, why would they change it? It's not right. like like well, C is D in Italian. Well, that that that's been going on for a while. It, it, the the right. Meccano cards messed everything up, right? They had all kinds of the different Harberts, names for uh, the old yeah. Harbor cards. Yeah. You know? yeah. yeah, but but you know, I, I look at that, and then like I mentioned with that Facebook group, the rabbit hole is unbelievable. I you know I did a, a, a what I look at now as a silly video of some different Boba Fett variations. That are out there and this guy goes well i wish you had called me or you know let me know that you're doing that video i could have sent you some some photos of some really i mean he was sending me stuff that were mexican argentinian brazilian chilean cardbacks all the power of the force too so there was a lots of different unique cardbacks with import stickers and and very uh region specific cardbacks that we don't even know about at least i didn't know about until i until i talked to this guy why don't you shout out that group? We've mentioned it a couple times. I don't know about it. So what? what yeah, it's a, I, I, I'm going on memory here, but it's like the power of the force to pre-production and, uh, you know, pre-production and, and, and beyond or something like that. Okay. And, uh, but you know, some of the gentlemen that it's very easy to find. If you just type in power of the force to star Wars, it'll pop up. But, okay. the, the, and the, the great thing about those groups or that groups especially is that the senior guys, that have forgotten more than I will ever know about right. Power of the Force 2, uh, similar to the way you are, Chris, with Vintage. Uh, you, see, you like that? You see how I did that? Uh, but, he, he doesn't uh, need that, guys, John. Come on. You like that? Yes. Old, you, his his head's big enough. Good. You Come will on. not. So. <laughs> <laughs> but those, those guys give away their time and their information and their knowledge just you know, very, very freely. It's you know, very patient with idiots like me, and it, it's it's been really fun. 
that's my favorite part about the Facebook group is, you know what, we all started off as brand new, right? And I, I have no problem. I, and I, there are people that know a lot more than me, but I, I have, I study it because I love it, right? Um, but I, it's really nice to be able to share that information with new people, whether you're, you're new and have just your basic entry level questions or, you know, you, you like you said, you did a video and, and you thought you had it all. And meanwhile, you know, there was this whole cache of more information. I wasn't even close, man. It was right? just terrifying. I was like, where have, where is all this stuff? I've never seen it before. I mean, we're talking, I would say easily 30 to 40 different Boba Fett wow. card backs that I had never seen ever before. And it was just mind blowing. And it sort Crazy. of speaks to how, how, well seated the power of the force two line was and really again like people it it, it it's not very well loved in the marketplace now but honestly it's a foundation on which the current market is built and there's so. there is a very ardent small but but very passionate community for it that that is growing you know i, I do see it growing now I've, I've seen guys that only collected vintage i'm talking really high-end stuff that i could never afford personally and next thing I know, I'm getting these private messages saying, hey, uh, where can I pick up one of those Expo toy, you know, Jeremy blogs? I mean, I'm like, what? But I never would have thought, thought I'd see you getting the Power of the Force 2 figure. So it, it's it's growing very slowly, but it's out there. It's out there. Well, and then also, you know, from a demographic standpoint, so, you know, I my son was born in 1999. He played with stuff, you know, Episode 2, Episode 3 toys. And, uh, you know, he's 22. And uh, you're starting to see, you know, some of these people enter the market, which it, it's it's this compound, these compound fans, which keep these these markets strong. I always tell people they're like, well, where's Star Wars going to go when you know we get older, we're not collecting anymore. Maybe we, you know we, we we pass on. You know, will Star Wars be worth what they what they're worth now? And I, and I think they will. One of the points I always like to make, I said, you know, how many people that are buying Ty Cobb and Babe Ruth cards actually watch them play? Right. Nobody, or you know, how many people you know bought the Superman number one and the Batman number one back in comic, you know, back in drugstores way back when, um, are actually still collecting? And the answer is probably zero or or very few. Um, but because these these pop culture status symbols have stayed in the market and have have had fans grow throughout the years you know now they have this market has staying power and i think star wars really has that because you know you're looking at people like like us that grew up well even john i mean you know you're a good five four or five years younger than us so you probably did, did you see vintage ever in stores did you ever have vintage yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, growing up, I did. Uh, you know, the, the Return of the Jedi line really it was what eighty eighty three or so. Right. Uh, I definitely saw that. And to, to your point about the next generation, I think Anthony, you know, you can probably speak to that really well with a lot of the stuff you do on Instagram uh, with your family. I mean, it's just it's it's so fantastic to see that next generation yeah. be interested, right? It's definitely well. Listen, my kids do it because of me. I, I indoctrinated them, but they they really love it, and they they watch the movies, and they're in, they have their own. You know, um, looking at them, the C three PO and Vader vintage cases, they're beaters, but that's what they keep their figures in, and it's awesome. And yeah. I think with each of these new modern lines that come out, it just makes our vintage stuff more desirable, more popular. I mean, that that's when all the vintage stuff really started getting out of control, right? It was with uh, the, when the Force Awakens line came out. That is when all of a sudden you see oh. all the stuff in the stores and there's guys like you and I and we're out there and all of a sudden you're like, hmm, 
How about that vintage stuff? Let's go to eBay. Let's so drive the price. Oh, Let's drive the. See, I'm sore because I actually started collecting a couple couple years before that, and then all of a sudden yeah. the prices go up. So, <laughs> but that's what all these new releases do. Well, so what? What are we? Um, you know, we've been going on for a while now, and I'm sure that you know, yeah, yeah, we, we can go on forever. So why don't we wrap this up with um, we'll say our, our our favorites and least favorites. So last time we only did the favorites, um, but we'll exclude Leia because I think we can universally say that everybody hates Leia. So, uh, so uh, John, why don't we start with you of the Power of the Force two line, um, and you can go up as far as you want in terms of um, if you want to go through like Power of the Jedi, if there's one that you absolutely have to go reaching for. What's your favorite? What's your least favorite? All right. Least favorite. Whew, man, I've got a lot of least favorites. I tell you what, I mean, so, some of those, some of those sculpts of Han, the Han smuggler Han are, I mean, he, he literally looks like Arnold Schwarzenegger stuffed into a star Wars costume. It's, it's really bad. But I think in terms of my favorite, that's a pretty easy answer for me. It's gotta be Bosk. The, yeah. the Bosk power of the force two figure, even today, I think holds, holds a candle very well to a lot of like the saga collection and things like that. It's just a, a fantastic detailed sculpt with lots of really cool scale detail. And uh, you know, the flight suit is, is, is very intricate. And I don't know. I mean, I, that's just me personally. And I've got a lot of fondness for it too, because this was molded in, a, in the Russian bootlegs that I, oh, you know, yes. I have a couple of very rare ones for. So, you know, I think because of all those factors, that's probably my, my favorite yeah. in terms of the uh, power of the force too. Yeah, folks, if you want to check out a cool video, check out some of his uh, his Russian bootleg uh, bosks. That's definitely a cool video to watch, for sure. So, uh, Anthony, what's uh, best and worst? What do you got? Um, okay, so favorite, favorite, I mean, it's fresh in my mind. I, I got to go with the uh, <clears throat> Spirit of Obi-Wan. Love this figure. Okay. Love that it, that it was a mail away. I love that it's different. You know, it's like one, I mean, it's probably the first figure like this that uh, Kenner has, has, uh, slash Hasbro has put out. Uh, love that you can get it as a mailer or as, as the production and I have the prototype. So I, I, this is hands down my favorite. What I've not gotten with these is the uh, customs that, that folks are making, that you can get these on a custom uh, vintage card. Nice. And, and they're out there. And I've, and I've had the opportunity to get a couple. I've just never done it. So that, that's the next step for the run hate uh chris you know there there's no hate in me i this, you know <laughs> you, you are very loving you, you know diplomatic you know, you know you know what hate leads to right hate, anger leads to hate yeah. hate leads yeah. to suffering yeah. you know yeah. exactly well, fear yeah. leads to anger anger leads to hate hate leads to go. suffering i don't know <laughs> one that i hate uh I, you know, probably the Amanda Man, only because it looks so close to oh. the vintage version, yeah. and it it fakes me out all the time. I mean, maybe yeah. it's because I'm not awesome a figure. That, that is it an is. awesome sculpt. It is. It is. <laughs> Adam, Amanda Man really started out awesome, right? So the going back to the original Power of the Force, the '85 one was probably one of the best sculpted figures yeah. in that line. So really, there wasn't and, a lot of room to improve. And right? I don't think there's anything wrong with the Power of the Force one. I just hate it because it fakes me out all the time. It's yeah. pretty <laughs> similar to the vintage, right? Yeah. It's, that's yeah. really close. So I don't have my least favorite, but I'll start with my favorite. Um, and it is this Beobar Monk um, figure. And so for those of you who don't know, as when if you if you took a time machine back to 1995 and um, you were bored and you wanted to play on your phone, your your phone wouldn't do anything but call somebody. And if you wanted to go online, um, not every single home had the internet because it wasn't super. It wasn't something you needed or used very often. So this was an internet exclusive, and I think you had to go on to the 
was it the fan club or or, or StarWars.com or some? I didn't, my aunt had to order it for me because I wanted it and I didn't have the internet. And you had you know, make a phone call and hey, you let me know what I owe you and you know had to send a money <laughs> order to her house because like you know it was pre PayPal. Oh, fun fact, just so you know, um, ni- 1995 when this stuff came out was also the year that eBay was invented. So it's like almost like they were tied together, like Star Wars. The year that changed my life forever and right? my pocketbook. Right. <laughs> so yeah, Biomar Monk has to be my absolute favorite. It is a really well sculpted figure. Um, cool looking. I mean, I don't know that you can improve upon this. I mean, unless you actually made it like robotic. And I used stuff. to have that one. That is an awesome figure. It's so yeah. detailed. And it came just you know in a mail a mailer box, just uh you know. But uh, yeah, absolutely one of my favorites. And my least favorite, um, and it's an easy one for me because it's like. Gosh, if you're going to take an iconic figure and I think really screw it up, uh, Princess Leia, kidding. <laughs> um, but uh, Yoda, you know, I mean, really? if you, I yeah, like so, well, if you go back, so for me, the vintage Yoda is cool, right? I mean, they took, they put so much time into, you know, the soft goods cape, the snake, the cane, the belt. You know, he was this, this really for being, you know, a pint sized figure, he was super deluxe, right? And then if you look, he was in the second wave of the Power of the Force figures, and uh, you know he didn't have he didn't have leg articulation. He just he had a a single leg that sort of bent up and down, you know. Right. And and then you know he had it was just a molded coat, you know, cape coat kind of thing. And then um, the way the uh, the backpack was packed with him, it just I don't know. It's like uh... you make some really good. I have to say, Chris, you're swaying me right now because I forgot about the fact that his legs are kind of weird. Yeah, the unileg Yoda. <laughs> Yeah, you're you're swaying me. You're swaying me. Okay. And ironically, so I'm, here's a shameless plug. Um, in my uh, video, uh, five facts on wouldn't be the first time. I, Shocking. I, <laughs> I am I am all into self promotion, right? Like I can sell myself, right? But um, but I do mention because um. Oh, actually, I mentioned it actually in my next video, the, the 41 back one that I've already written, um, that one of the, the coolest ever offers in the vintage run was the um, the survival kit offer. But also, like now, it's the most annoying, right? Because if you ever go buy um, a lot of, um, of vintage figures, you know, you you, have, you get a stack of gas masks, Yoda's crammed in a backpack, you yeah. know? Um, <laughs> and I thought, wouldn't it have been better if they would have packaged Yoda with the backpack? And I think, yes, that would be cool. But then, you know, you think ahead to the, the Power of the Force 2 line, you're like, eh, kind of detracted from what was just an absolutely aesthetically pleasing figure. So that would be my, my least favorite. So, but I still have a fondness for that line. You know, I like I said, I was there when it started. You know, and then, you know, you guys really, you know, it was sort of your gateway, your guys' gateway. It was. Star Wars, that's that's so. a perfect description for it for me. It was the gateway. <laughs> so, you know, and, and then if you're new to collecting, you know, you can get some old things for relatively inexpensive. Oh, yeah. So, you know, don't, don't hate the Power of the Force 2 line because, you know, sometimes those lines that bring you back into a series uh, become something that, you know, they're, they're cherishing love for their own sort of uniqueness. And uh, I think that they... They really do have their own special place in the market. So so with that, I want to thank John for coming. And John, why don't you tell people really quick before we leave where they can find you? Oh, absolutely. Okay. So on Twitter, my uh, handle is at AFG on YouTube. On Instagram, it's at Action Figure Grader. And then my YouTube channel is the Action Figure Grader. It's really easy to find. I am very obnoxious. And I try to provide knowledge and have fun and I don't take it too seriously. And I do a lot of giveaways too. So that's a lot. I'm getting ready to do another giveaway tomorrow. So 
And and it, for for folks that like haven't found him, um, his intro has him with a, a Boba Fett helmet on, sort of dancing. Around. Oh no, no, Chris, Chris, I got a new intro that's going live later this week. Okay. A, a subscriber, a subscriber is like this gigantic like computer uh, expert, and he created this yes. 3D kind of like transforming thing that is really cool. And he's like, here, here you go. It's all yours. And it, he just did it for me for free. So I've got a new intro coming on Friday. Yay. But, but yes, I, I do have a video coming tomorrow where it's got me in the Boba Fett helmet, head bobbing like a little idiot. Okay. Thank you guys for listening to this segment. Stay tuned next for Investor's Corner. Um, it's going to be a, a solo one, I believe, this time. Right, Anthony? Did we ever get dubbing in the solo version? Yeah, so we put we put the, the one we did with, well, we, we did do it with John. We already did it with him. And again, our AV guy stinks. Oh, so we couldn't use it. It was fire. unusable. So we did it again with Brendan, one of our co-owners. And that's on YouTube. And my uh, you're going to go. Terrible. Yeah. So, uh, and then, so this year you're going to be solo on the audio podcast. So three okay. versions. We'll get it right. Listen, I'm going to whip Thank you guys that. for having me on. It's been a real pleasure. I enjoy it as always. Thank you, John. With you, John. You definitely. This is I awesome. Mean, you'll be on again for like all the other segments that you are an expert in. So you're anytime, anytime. All right. Now, this segment of the show is what we want to call Investor's Corner. Now, people collect for different reasons, but when you're getting into the grading side of the collectible market, there is oftentimes an investment element to this. I mean, you know, toys can cost different amounts of money for sure. But a lot of times when people are getting them graded, it's because they're looking to either protect them or looking for a long-term investment. So we wanted to talk to that demographic of our, our client base. So I came up with this idea called Investor's Corner where I want to take a look at the top 15 toy sales for the month prior. So for example, we're going to be looking at the top 15 toy sales for the month of January. Um, I use eBay to find these toys um, for this, this month. Um, next month, we're going to actually have a uh, hex auction that I'm going to be farming some um, from farming some uh, of the um, the prices from that as well. Um, but also, if you guys have any really good ideas in terms of uh, where I can find some pricing to you know maybe fill this list out a little bit better, I'm always open to new ideas. I think this is sort of a fun concept to get an idea of where the high watermark is for some of these items in the um in the market all right so also is um i want to make a note of the fact that this is the third time i'm filming this segment so first of all anthony and i did this with john rula um but there were some audio issues on anthony's end which ended up um kind of scrapping that so we filmed it again with brandon brendan falcioni and as it turns out my internet my internet connection is so slow that I was very, very choppy, and I do a majority of the talking, and so that was kind of scrapped as well. It was kind of cool having them kind of color commentate this, um, but it's, it just turned out is for a podcast, the audio was so bad that I just I, I couldn't put that out and have you and expect you guys to listen to it. However, it was recorded, um, and it will be available on YouTube. Uh, the chemistry is kind of fun between us, and it's sort of fun to listen to. So if you're interested in listening to it, you're going to get the exact same figures that I'm talking about. However, um, it's going to be with uh, Brendan and um, Anthony sort of color commentating. It's it's interesting and fun. Unfortunately, it just sounds terrible. So expect um, the audio issues to uh, kind of be annoying, but something we're working on. 
Anyways, without further ado, let me start with number 15 on the list. Number 15 is Hasbro Transformers G1 Ramjet Mint in a Sealed Box. This is rated near mint 90, so case fresh. And this is an, an absolute stunner of a piece. Um, Ramjet was um, from the second series of the G1 fighter jets. Um, you know, as he came out with um, the lift, uh, lift jet and a, a couple other jets. Anyway, it was the, the series after Starscream and Thundercracker and Blue Streak. Um, even so, this sold in an open auction for $4,153.44 which is outstanding, but it makes you wonder what a core character like Starscream would have went in the exact same exact same condition, because a 90 is, I mean, pretty pretty hard to come by. Um, the second item on our list, a little bit of, um, I'm, I'm learning some of these different toy lines. As you can see behind me, I'm primarily a Star Wars guy, and uh, this is a toy line and a a, a series of toys. There's going to be a few of these on this list that command some pretty serious prices that I didn't know that these lines commanded this kind of money. So if you have any information you want to share about this particular line, leave a, um, leave a comment about it because I'm kind of curious as to why these prices are so high compared to other figures in their genre. So number 14 is a Grand Toys Canadian 89 Wrestling Superstars Big Boss Man Mint on Card. It's ungraded, but looks in pretty good shape. It's mint on a bilingual card. Now, this looks like it was a, Grand Toys looks like it's a Canadian company that distributes products that was licensed by LJN. So I, I would imagine similar to Kenner Canada, which did this with uh, Kenner, is that they bought the licensing, um, bought the items basically off of LJN and distributed under the umbrella of Grand Toys. That's what, I, that's what I'm getting out of this. Um, and if, I, if I'm wrong, let me know. Um, the asking price on this was $5,000 and sold for a best offer of $4,400. Um, and again, so we're going to see a couple of these. And I have a theory. So if if, if I'm right or, or I'd be really, really curious about this. So there's two reasons why I can think that these prices are higher than some of the other wrestling figures. One being that it's rare on a Canadian card and the foreign version just sells for more. Or um, the line was sort of at the end of its rope and the, um, some of the, the later figures were sold only in Canada, which happens in Star Wars. And so I'm kind of curious if my theory is correct. If you guys know anything about that, let me know. I'd be curious to know about that. Number 13 on the list is a Hasbro G.I. Joe Night Force Night Striker Whale Hovercraft Mint and Sealed Box. It is graded near mint 85. It was made in 1988 and is a Toys R Us exclusive. This is mint in a sealed box and it looks outstanding. If you actually go look this up, um, if, if you look at the back side of this, the cardboard is absolutely snow white. There's some yellowing on the tape. The tape wasn't designed to last 40 years anyways, but the contrast between the, the little bit of the yellow tape and the box just shows you how absolutely clean this was. And um, so this was a repaint of the whale hovercraft. It added some uh, glow-in-the-dark stickers and were, was a little bit of a different color scheme. So um, these were not as common. They were a store exclusive, so they're even harder to come by and probably maybe even a one-of-one one, um, in an 85 condition. Um, the asking price on this was $6,000 and sold for a best offer of $4,500. 
Number 12 on the list is um, something that actually was not graded by Collector Archive Services, but it's something that is very much in the spirit of what you see from us oftentimes today and is actually sort of an iconic piece in the G.I. Joe run. Number 12 is the G.I. Joe 1982 Cobra Commander with mailer, with mailer box and packaging contents. This is graded near mint U90. That means that the, the item was sent to the grader, still sealed in the box. They opened the contents and displayed it as such. This is one of the rare times that a U-grade is acceptable. Um, typically, we don't like seeing people open up um, carded figures or sealed boxes because those are finite. And so, you know, even if you, if, if it's sometimes challenging to find a mint loose figure, um, it's worth the extra effort in order to keep a figure or an item in a sealed box because once it's open it can never be resealed but there are still mint ones floating around if you just kind of look harder so we kind of frown on the idea of you grading except in the the instance where they're in like mailer boxes and you can't really see what was in there right in that case and we understand that you want to display something nice and it, it, it's, it's a different concept so um, this one, again, was um, it was U-graded. It is a straight arm first logo, um, commonly referred to as the Mickey Mouse logo Cobra Commander. Um, this figure is custom displayed with the figure, the baggie, the mailer box, the flyer, and the, um, the file card all in one package, right? So it looks outstanding, and it sold as a buy it now for $4,982.83. Sort of a weird um, number combination on this. Uh, the 4,900, I understand. The 82.83 maybe refers to 82.83 when it was released. I don't know. Uh, but uh, this is this sort of collage display is something that Collector Archive Services is actually sort of known for. And now is the only company in North America that would actually um, set this up for you like this. So if you have a mailer display and you're thinking, Oh, it'd be kind of nice if I had something like this done. Collector Archive Services is definitely the company you want to um, to call to make sure that uh, that that can do this for you. And I have a couple of my own. They're pretty outstanding, <laughs> to be honest. Brag, brag, right? Um, number eleven is Playmates Teenage Mutant <laughs> Playmates Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, nineteen ninety three Scratch and Hotspot Mint on Card. So these are actually two figures that were sold in a lot together, right? Both are ungraded with minor issues, but on pretty nice unpunched cards. These are two of the rarer figures in the vintage turtle line. They sold as a buy it now for $4,999. Now, just for reference, I looked up in a scratch, and this shape can sell from anywhere between $3,000 and $4,500, while the hotspot can sell from uh, $1,500 to $1,700. So, Potentially, um, this is a, a really cool like buy, grade, and flip sort of situation. So if you happen to buy these and you're thinking about getting them graded, I'll shamelessly plug CAS again and uh, um, send them to us and we'll take care of them for you. But these are two figures that you don't see very awesome. Looks like uh, often. Looks like a bad guy and a good guy. I'm guessing that Hotspot being a Dalmatian is uh, a fire dog and um, perhaps a hero figure um, while Scratch is um, in... Uh, the black and white prison guard garb, and I'm assuming that means he's a bad guy. I don't want to judge. Maybe, you know, he was wrongfully convicted, but nonetheless, um, that's how he was made to look. So, um, and, and, and two really cool figures. 
And now we're already into the uh, $5,000 price range and we're only on number 11 on the list to kind of give you an idea of how crazy this market can get. Number 10, we're visiting Grand Toys again with 89 wrestling super superstars, this time Ultimate Warrior Mint 10 card. All right, this is ungraded with a nice card, but uh, right where his fist is, there is a small crack in the bubble. Again, it's a bilingual card. Again, it's licensed by LJN, but distributed in Canada by Grand Toys. Even with a cracked bubble, this the, the seller was asking $8,000 for this, and it sold uh, for a best offer of $5,000. So it speaks to how rare and how in demand this piece must honestly be. So I, again, I'd, I'd really be interested in knowing a little bit of the backstory of these figures. Um, number nine, we move on to Mattel, the Masters of the Universe Skeletor 8-back Minton card. This is graded EX Plus Near Mint Y75. It was given a Y designation because it's got a yellow bubble, but yee, I do not see any yellow in that bubble anywhere. Um, so, you know, it was it is a mostly clear, barely yellow version. Um, it has the uh, warranty sticker on it, and it's also the a, a half boot version of Skeletor. So if you look at his boots, only the front half are painted. And the back half are blue, which uh, kind of puzzling. Um, obviously, that was something that Mattel um, corrected pretty early on in the production run. So it's a, an eight-back version of the of Skeletor with a rarer version um, of the action figure itself. So this sold in an open auction for five thousand one hundred and one dollars. Number eight is a personal favorite of mine, and one of those that. I wasn't watching eBay. I didn't see this sell. Um, definitely something I would have watched. And something that I actually think possibly may have sold for a little less than I would have expected it to sell. So number eight is a Star Wars R2-D2 sensor scope miscarded on a 65A Luke Skywalker Hoth Battle Gear card. It's graded EX Plus Near Mint Y75. The card has a 70 with some surface wear. It's unpunched. And it's an extremely rare Kenner Miss card. Now, if you look at Troy logos, there are, are they call them Miss cards, but I think they were more intentional Miss cards. So you may see um, a Clatu on a Clatu Skiff card or a standard Lando on a Lando General card. But typically on most of the uh, the Troy logo Miss cards, I think what it was is there was an overstock of characters versus the card backs, and so they were put on that card back. Kenner almost never had miss cards I, like i mean they're extremely rare so when you're looking at this um it is a pretty much very likely a one of one and then it's an impressive um figure card back combination so r2d2 is a core character and obviously a popular character luke skywalker is a core character and a popular character and then they're both hoth themed right so um these two together on a card extremely appealing and I think also adds to the value here. Um, this sold in an open auction for $5,269.69, which is a lot of money. But if somebody would have told me this sold for eight or $9,000, I would not have been surprised. I just This is a really tough combination and um, an exciting thing to, um, to own. I wish I owned it. <laughs> um, Number eight, or sorry, number seven is a Kenner lot of 12 graded mint on card figures. So it's 12 figures. They're all graded. Um, this is sort of a, a wonky um, 
sort of a, a, a wonky listing because um, you know the if you're scrolling through all you see first of all is just one figure and then you have to kind of you know click on the ad and, and go through and figure out that this was uh, more figures so um, this sold um, is, is a um, buy it now and I kind of wonder if the seller may have gotten a little bit more traffic if you would have marketed differently but yeah here we are so the seven figures are um, a Luke X-Wing on a 20E, Star Wars 20E card graded 70, a 21B41A graded 80, a Chewbacca 12C graded 75, an Emperor's Royal Guard 65B graded 75, a Han Bespin 41A graded 70, a Han Trenchcoat 79A graded 80, a R2D2 pop-up saber 92A graded 80. It's like a $1,200 figure in and of itself, and and the key piece in this line, you know, to the, the seller's credit, he, he did pick the the big one to put up front. Um, Leia Poncho 77A graded 80. A Warrock 92A graded 75. A Brada 92A graded 75. An 8877 a graded 75. And a 9 num 65B graded 75. This sold for a buy it now of $6,700 with $197 for shipping. I did the math on this and it looks like it's pretty close. I mean, you know, you have a lot of figures that are, you know, that are like the, the 99 and the 88, you know, graded 75. You know, you're probably looking at like $200 figures. But then you have some other ones like the Chewbacca, which is like $900, and the Luke X-Wing, which is you know, $900 or $1,000, which kind of gets you to that $6,700 pretty quickly. So. Not a bad sale. Um, interesting how it was marketed, and it was definitely a really good way to get 10% of the um, of the the 92 figures all in one buy. Number six on the list is a massive piece. It's a Hasbro GI Joe USS Flag aircraft carrier mint in an unopened box. This is graded with a blue label Q75, meaning that the box is open but the contents are sealed. Um, this was a pickup only situation. Uh, this is a massive box. But I also wonder if maybe the fact that it was a pickup only um, affected the, the final sale, which is still substantial, but less than what the seller was asking. Um, as a fun fact, this ship fully assembled measured, measures over seven feet long. So it was a massive toy. I remember a friend of mine had one of these, and he actually slid it under his bed at night because it was just, you just couldn't have it in a bedroom. It was just absolutely huge. Um, it had an original retail price of $100, which, you know, back in the olden days was a lot of money for a toy. Um, this had an asking price of $9,499.99 and sold as a best offer of $8,500. Um, Brendan Falcioni was actually pretty funny when he was talking about this. Um, he described it as being um, coffee table size and really it's kind of that big. It's, it's an impressive piece. It is a very big piece of acrylic and I know um, these hardly ever turn up in this shape, so certainly uh, worth probably worth the money that it sold for. Um, number five on the list is the last non-Star Wars item, and again we come back to Grand Toys Canadian, 89 Wrestling Superstars, this time Randy Macho Man Savage, mint on the card. Um, it's ungraded, the card looks nice, there's a small bubble dent. Uh, it's a bilingual card, again, uh, licensed by LJN, but distributed by Grand Toys in Canada. 
It um, had an asking price of $10,000 and sold for a best offer of $9,300. So this was, again, a very, very significant price on a toy line that I know very little about. So, um, again, really curious if you have any information on this, please share because I, I'm fascinated, absolutely fascinated. And now, number four is a Star Wars item. And as you can see behind me, I'm a Star Wars guy. I have never heard of this, and even if I had, never in my life would I predict that this would sell for the price that it sold for. So similar to the wrestling figures, if somebody would like to educate me on this, I am absolutely all ears. So um, this is a Medicom Original Fake, which is the name of a store, Star Wars Cause Boba Fett Vinyl Companion Figure. This was made in... 2013 so this is a modern figure so it's not graded uh, original fake is a toy store in oyama tokyo it comes with its original open box with the original contents and the, the bag from the store and it was a store exclusive now i'm going to describe this for you uh it's a podcast and again this is something you don't see with any sort of regularity so this is it looks to be about an 18 inch figure sort of animated ish Right? Um, there's X's where his eyes would be. And then he looks like he has Princess Leia buns on him. I have never seen this before. But this figure sold as a buy it now for $9,500. Yowzer. I mean, again, I, I don't know anything about this, but that is a significant price for a Star Wars item that I've never heard of. Now, I know Boba Fett collectors can be pretty uh, animate about, you know, about rare stuff. So maybe that has something to do with it. But this is certainly um, an exceptional price for something that is um, pretty obscure. All right. Number three on this list is a Kenner Star Wars 1977 Early Bird Kit. This is graded near mint plus 85. The Early Bird Kit was released in 1977 in time for Christmas. The certificate was to promote was a was a promotion like a sort of a an IOU if you will to deliver four Star Wars figures as soon as they were ready. Kenner was not ready was not prepared for Star Wars to be as popular as it was. And uh, when the movie came out, there's lines around the the corner and there's kids that want toys from this movie. And Kenner hadn't even started um, to develop toys from they had to develop these toys. They had you know earned the license, but they really didn't have any faith that this movie was going to be something that they could make any money on, so they didn't do anything with it. And then the, the story is that they actually took cameras into the movie theater and started taking pictures of the core characters and of the ships in order to kind of get the ball rolling on, on um, produ producing these items. But at that point in time, it was April, and there was no way that they were going to have figures in time for the Christmas season. So in order to make sure that they had something for kids to open, they made an envelope, literally a cardboard envelope. And when you opened it up and you took out the contents, there was a cardboard display stand and a, a coupon that you could send in to redeem for these four figures. The four figures um, were Luke, Leia, R2, and Chewbacca. And um, the double telescoping Luke oftentimes came with this. So it was one of the, the it was really, the easiest way to get a DT Luke, he was mint on card too sometimes, but that's um, super rare. Um, but this sold as a buy it now for $13,999.99. And that is a lot of money for a piece of cardboard, but nothing compared to what some of the sports cards are selling for nowadays. So I guess it's probably um, 
probably in the realm, but that is a good chunk um, for an early bird set, for an early bird kit, or mailer certificate. Absolutely. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> for an early bird kit. So that's number three. Number two is a Meccano Star Wars Final Cave Jawa. This is rated EX Plus Near Mint 75 with a 70 grade for the figure due to standing on the cape. The capes tend to discolor. Um, this was rated in October 2019, so that uh, the standing on the cape was taken into consideration with the grade for sure. Uh, Meccano had the licensing agreement to distribute Star Wars items in France. The final cape Jawa was discontinued early in the Star Wars line um, and is really one of the, the harder to find and one of the most popular Star Wars loose loose and carded variations that you can find. Um, a Meccano Vinyl Cape Jawa was actually featured in the History Channel show Pawn Stars, although there's no indication that this was that particular one, although these are super rare, so there's not a lot of them out there, so there's a chance that it could have been one, could have been that one, but there's nothing that says that it was. Um, this one sold in an open auction, which is really the best way to sell something like this because you're going to have a lot of people competing for it, and it's pretty rare. It sold in an open auction for $20,300. Okay, and number one on the list um, kind of is a stratospheric jump um, from number two. So if you thought $20,000 was a lot for a toy, you're just going to have to sit back and relax because it, it, gets, it gets worse. And I suspect, actually, with... Um, Hakes next next month that there's going to be some um, very high dollar items selling that there's some pretty cool rare transformers and Star Wars stuff that's uh, that's going to be sold so you wait and see um, this the number that, we're, that you're going to see on uh, number one might be uh, a number that we realize again or if not certainly there may not be a, such a sizable gap between um, number one and number two so number one on the list is a Lego Star Wars solid. 14 karat gold C3PO minifigure. So this is a little minifigure like the ones that comes with all the toys, except this one is solid 14 karat gold. Right? This is ungraded. Um, it was from a 2007 contest giveaway and one of only five that were made in the world. So super rare. And um, you're looking at a lot of people that would want to collect this. So you know, rare Star Wars item collectors, um, C3PO collectors, um, perhaps gold jewelry people, um, and Legos. Legos can fetch a, a ton of money. Um, so this was an outstanding piece and sold in an open auction. Again, the best way to sell something like this um, went for $70,100 and with $250 um, for shipping. Now the item is framed um, and it's numbered to five. I'm not sure if it came framed or if it came with a certificate and um, the seller had it sort of shadow boxed like that way, like that or not. Um, but it looks really cool. And, oh, man, would it be really cool to own a solid gold C-3PO? Probably never happened, but never say never. Um, so that brings us to the end of Investor's Corner. Um, this is uh, going to be a monthly feature and something that I sort of look forward to doing. I was a little nervous when I came up with the idea that perhaps we were going to end up with an all Star Wars list because I know Star Wars sells really high, um, but this list actually had a lot of variety in it. So it had um, six Star Wars items, three G.I. Joes, three WWFs, uh, one Transformer, one Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle, and one um, Motu or Master of the Universe um, so next month's episode um, is going to be pretty interesting. Again, not only do you have eBay sales, uh, you have Hakes auctions, and then January is usually a slow month 
for uh, for high dollar items because uh, you have a lot of uh, dads coming out of Christmas and you know maybe the budgets uh, are a little bit strained with uh, how we behave with uh, spending heading into the holidays and uh, February sometimes people are getting their income tax uh, checks back and uh, spending sometimes can get really really heavy in February and March so we'll see what uh, what February has to offer in our, our next podcast but um, anyhow that's it for uh, for <laughs> That's it for Investor's Corner, and I think Anthony has a little bit of a two cents he wants to throw in here, and I think we're going to double back into the crappy um, audio on the on the podcast that we filmed. Uh, again, uh, pardon that audio. I'm going to get a brand new internet service. I'm going to fix this problem, um, but it is what it is. Thanks, guys. So, uh, that does it for our podcast but uh anthony would like to um you know i i i i plug the stuff at the beginning and he thinks that we need to go ahead and, and plug our stuff again at the end and see how i didn't let him talk hardly at all the entire time <laughs> anthony if you will please tell us where can you find cas and what uh what, what kind of stuff that we're uh where they can find thank us thank you on for media. permission to speak mr whitlock thank you so my pleasure if you are listening to this while you're driving or shoveling snow, Brendan, you got a bunch of snow? Yeah. 12 inches We've about had 36 eight, so inches, far yeah, where I'm at. We're going to get another eight this week. Uh, so if you're shoveling snow, listening to Chris and some of us, um, and you're thinking, hey, yeah, these guys, guys are talking guys. about great things that I would love to see. Uh don't worry. All you need to do is go to our YouTube channel, and what we're going to do is take segments from this podcast, uh, chop them up, upload them as videos, with, uh, and they're going to be enhanced with videos, uh, with uh, images. So you can see all of the, the images that, that we talked about in the Investor's Corner in our interview with John Rula. Uh, they will be enhanced, and they will be in segments, so you don't have to listen to Chris for an hour and a half. You can just do it in bite-sized segments. <laughs> Not that there's anything wrong with that. Sure. All right. So, and <laughs> I love myself. Uh, you want us to know it. <laughs> the divinals. Ah, there you go. All right. All right. Ah, all right so you can find nice. a YouTube channel. Just search for Collector Archive Services. It's the first one that pops up. Also, please like us on Facebook. Uh, follow us on Instagram. The handle is at Collector Archive Services. And uh, I think that's it. And just be aware, too, if, um, as far as on Facebook, I'm going to be running all of our contests through our Facebook page. So you're going to want to definitely be uh, log be like our page, follow our page for sure. And uh, you have like another, another oh, two yeah. cents so, you want right, to throw so, in there? Or so what, our two what, cents. What you got? What so you got? what we're saying here is at the end of our each of our podcasts, we thought it would be uh, fun to share something that we like in our lives. It could be anything with our listeners uh and cool you want me to talk more I'm sure I <laughs> all right so chris it. was going to do episode one r2 cents but he wanted to talk about his favorite brand of jock straps so i said listen i mean listen let's but and, and, and the super bowl spoiled that for me so, so here i we said are. maybe wait till you know episode four or five and i'll just take the first episode so this is gonna i'm plugging this so this is my two cents star wars risk okay i've been uh we got this for christmas my mom got it for my kids 
and I thought it'd be a little too much for my five and seven year old, but it's actually a pretty, pretty easy game to play with them. And it is awesome. We've played almost every night. Uh, I used to play risk when I was a kid and now it's with, uh, you know, type fighters and X wings and you got to tweak it a little bit because it is totally biased towards the rebels. The rebels win every time you got to change. You have to change the rules a little bit. And if you want, uh, you can message Collector Archive Services on Instagram because uh, I'll message you back. I'll tell you how to tweak it to make it a fair game. But this is my two cents for the month. Bye. So is that one of those situations where you are like the um, you are you are the bad guys and you are losing, so you tweak the rules right, slowly I'm gonna to get, win? I mean, are you just I'm like gonna a, give you an example. sore no, loser? I that... usually at first I was the referee, and my and my kids would play. Uh-huh. And my, kids would, no, and my, my younger one was the Rebels every game, and he beat my older kid every game. And I was like, this is something's going on here. Here's the problem. I'm gonna ask you, Chris. So for for the Death sure. Star to land a hit on a certain sector or a certain, you know, to, to take someone out, you need to roll all six, all five die, and you need to roll a five or six, right? So I actually did the okay. math, and the chances of that happening is 55%, okay? Now, is the Death Star 55% accurate? The Death Star never misses, Right. Ah. Yeah, but the thing is, is when it hits, it takes out right, everything. The way it's set up, it's fair. If it takes out, there's like, you know, 10 sectors with ships and stuff. So I tweaked it and I said, all right, if the Death Star rolls a four or higher, so I, I double the chance. Well, it's not double, but it's just more fair. Like the Death Star does not miss 50% of the time. And with and with that. Well, I don't know. How many days We've only ever seen it. It never. It, twice, it's right? never. Have so... you ever seen it miss? It's never missed. Oh no, we actually it, hit. it shot three times, right? So it shot Scarif, it shot Jetta, and it shot um Alderaan. Uh, Alderaan. <clears throat> I was getting there. I didn't also hit uh Dantween. No? No, no, I never hit Dantween. No. But no, it no. listen, it was firing on um on ships, right? It was hitting like big ships in Return of the Jedi. It was taking them out. I mean, not the major, I think it's a hundred percent in the movies, so it should not be 55% in this game. That's just my two cents. All right. Well, that's, that's good. Two cents. And it's actually a, a neat little segment. And um, I probably won't use men's <laughs> undergarments to share. Future, <laughs> FYI. So I want to thank everybody for listening and sticking through um, our very first podcast. It's been um, a ton of fun. Um, actually putting this out and I hope you enjoyed it as much as we enjoyed making it and until next time keep collecting my friends keep collecting my, my friends, friends. <laughs> bye guys see you guys yes for the win <laughs>